Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back, faithful listeners, to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of internet radio superstars, including... This is Brent. This is Travis. <laughs> and crickets. Crickets. Where? What the hell happened? Where, where is everybody? That we ate them for dinner. For real this time. <laughs> yeah, so Tom and uh, Sean will not be joining us this evening because we ate them. Yeah. Which also means that I know you were expecting that we were going to be watching Space Jam, and I hate to burst your bubble, but that was Tom's pick. He's not here, so Space Jam and Tom got... Oh, uh, yeah, which mean- is another, like, one for... There might be a god. There might be a god somewhere. <laughs> if- Wait a second. I thought that was Space Jam. <laughs> I was confused just the whole watch. time. I was waiting for uh, Daffy Duck, and <laughs> whenever it never came. I'm sure Bugs is going to show up eventually, right? So what what did we replace it with? Uh, we replaced it with an, <clears throat> my pick of Brian De Palma's 1984 erotic thriller, Body Double. And boy, was it erotic! Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's steamy. All right, well, it's one is- of those basic instinct like, yeah. But nobody does this anymore, which is kind of like I, I, you know, I. Well, maybe it's moved to like late night cinema. I think ever since Basic Instinct went, you know, and it's sliver. like that was the erotic. Well, yeah, Sliver, sliver was, but that's yeah. still we're talking like twenty odd years ago for both of those, right? Yeah. Maybe we just got out of the the hot women, like the hot sexy killer. You know, I mean, maybe we just had that time that we had that. It's unfortunate. I wish there were more <laughs> erotic thrillers because more. at the time, uh, you know, I mean, Brian De Palma had, well, I, I think maybe Dress to Kill was like his first like big, you know, the of the erotic thrillers that he did. That was like the big success. And that movie was like a riff, I think. Have you, have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. No, no. With Angie Dickinson, Michael Caine. And Nancy Allen? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay, well, then I can't say what I was going to say about it, because you haven't seen it, and that would give it away. <clears throat> Let's go watch it. Michael can't talk like this at <laughs> he all. He does. <laughs> he does. But, uh, and so then, uh, you know, De Palma, you know, he was famous in the 70s, because he did uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Obviously, he did uh, Obsession. Oh, Carrie. Carrie, I think, was his big, first big hit. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... Uh, and I think his most beautiful movie, I mean... That is something. It's the most beautiful movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's something that with like, the split yeah. screen and the slow motion. I mean, all of this stuff. I think he, you know, he cribbed a little bit from Hitchcock, but they, so much so that you know Hitchcock was known as the master of suspense. Brian De Palma in the ads for this movie, Body Double, is called the modern master of the suspense. Modern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, have it. And I remember at the time, it seemed like you know critics were complaining that De Palma was basically a plagiarist, you know, ripping off. Alfred Hitchcock, except he was, you know, more gory and more sleazy. <laughs> but, like, they've always said that about De Palma. Yeah. I mean, yeah. throughout the years. Yeah, but you know why? Because it's, he's cribbing from Hitchcock. <laughs> In a big way. I mean, the the thing that... I've always heard that if you're going to copy, you got to steal from the master. Right, That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, yeah. You're going to learn. Learn yeah. from the master. But he, Just, like, takes yeah. their style so much. You know, I mean, like, that's the thing, I guess, that, that seems like it's plagiar- plagiarism, is that it's like, this is a distinct style of Hitchcock, and Brian De Palma just kind of, like, appropriated it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, who shot this movie, Alfred Hitchcock or Brian De Palma? 
Well, look what we have now in modern day, where Harry Potter's who directed all those? Yeah, you know, it's, the computer yeah, did. You can't you know, tell it's the difference. Like, it's, yeah. It's, well, you can tell, like I think, like maybe like a Quentin Tarantino style. Yeah, for sure. You know, Scorsese. Yeah, so. Scorsese. But you can tell moments. when other people are ripping off Quentin. Yeah, you, know, you can yeah, tell yeah. when that's happening. Oh too. yeah, like, yeah. You can, yeah. Rob Zombie. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> wow. Not that that's, I don't like Rob Zombie right, movies, but guy, he right? is cribbing from. I Quentin almost Tarantino. want to say Guy. Uh, Guy Ritchie, I always yeah, want to say. Yeah, Lockstock, like, to me, uh, Lockstock is like, that's a Quentin, English, a BBC Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. That, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's got that British flair to it. Well, that helps. Well, could they not? They say sar. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oi. Oh, I saw it. Oi. Oi. No? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, specifically, he takes the, uh, the subjective camera, I think is like the, the instrument of Hitchcock that De Palma takes where like, we see one character watching another character, you know, but we also see the third character watching one of those characters, you know, it's like, so we're kind of, we're able to see the stuff that the characters can't see. And yeah. that creates like this suspense. One person, it's once, and it's all about watching too. It's yeah. But specifically witness, body double. Being a witness. <laughs> yeah. Specifically body double. And I think this is something that Colin, you've mentioned before, uh, this movie has that, you know, like he's up in this high rise house thing, you know, it kind of looks like the space needle. Yeah. Yeah. It looks crazy. And like, awesome is that a model house. or is that a real house? I have no idea. Cause, so, cause it's like when he's walking down the stairs, it looks like a real house. But yeah. like when it does like them in the windows in the far is like, that oh, looks yeah. like a model with them, like yeah, superimposed yeah, yeah, yeah. in Green the windows. In. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. looks like the interior it. is clearly like, set with a big cyclorama, you know, <laughs> Hollywood behind it. But like just the psychology behind like being able to see this you know like bad stuff happening in this other house and not being able to get there i mean yeah. like even like he's up you know he can't like just run down there in a couple minutes it takes him yeah. you know but these characters never call the police they're always more like personally like like involved than <laughs> well, they should did he like call for the, more their own good he called the cops one time right yeah on yeah. the way over there yeah or, uh, no, 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 just no. Yeah. The cops showed up when she'd murdered or when she was murdered. Yeah. Like he never like there's a lady being watched. He's just like, I'm going to follow her and protect her. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. He called her. Yeah. But yeah, at was, some point, the cops actually were alerted. I remember during that because like the killer had to get out. We should maybe set. This. Yeah. <laughs> OK. But, well, well, wait, but before the, you know, still talking about De Palma. I mean, like quick overview of his career. He was a guy who did Hitchcockian thrillers like. The the big ones that I remember were Dress to Kill, Blowout with John Travolta, and uh, Body Double. And then he did, you know, Scarface, Carlito's Way, uh, Bonfire of the Vanities, and kind of got off in Casualties of War and kind of did. So that was like the other Brian De Palma, Phantom of the Paradise, also famously. Uh, Sisters, you know. Uh, oh, and then in Sisters like, with Margot Kidder? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then in later years, well, somewhere in the mid '90s, he tried to get back into a thriller again, which was Raising Cain with John Lithgow, oh, boy, which was, was not horrible. really good. Oh man! And later, now you know, today, well, recently he's done The Black Dahlia was his, which that like is good for an hour, and then goes fucking <laughs> flying off the rails. Uh, he did Femme Fatale with Rebecca Romaine and Antonio Banderas, which was kind of like an erotic thriller, but like. De Palma light because it seems like now he makes his movies overseas because they still appreciate that and like Paris or you know his latest one's called Passion and it's got uh, Rachel McAdams and Numi Rapace mm, right. and it's 
watching it feels like you're watching a film student make a movie like Brian De Palma. I mean, it's yeah. really weird. It doesn't yeah. feel like him. It feels like somebody pretending to be him. It's, I don't know, <laughs> but it's the closest, you know, to his old style, you know, uh, that they're doing. But what else he, he borrows from Hitchcock is the, the character traits, you know, uh, in body double, you've got nods to rear window where you have a character who's, you know, a voyeur watching something across a courtyard or in this case, you know, across a neighborhood block that, you know, he shouldn't be watching and then see something he shouldn't. And then, you know, just well, put in a, but not even shouldn't be watching. Well, I guess we'll, yeah. And then there's also <laughs> nods to, I think you can see uh vertigo in here and vertigo. James Stewart's character has vertigo and that plays into, he's, unable to react when he's supposed to in that movie and that causes somebody to die in this movie mm. our hero has uh, claustrophobia. claustrophobia yeah um yeah so i mean there's like there's nods to like a bunch of different you know hitchcockian movies specifically but it's you know i know that it, they were considering it at the time plagiarism when i watch it i'm like you know if you're gonna you want to make a Hitchcockian movie. It's clear that the Hitchcock films inspired this, but this isn't like you're ripping off the plot of Rear Window. You know, I mean, this is still like a variation on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it just, just variations. It feels very familiar. Like it feels like I saw something like this the Hitchcock did back in the you know. And also, I mean, the sets too, because I mean, well, the Hitchcock would use these elaborate sets, but this, the, there's scenes that take place at this outdoor mall that is just brilliant. I mean, like I want to go to that place. Just yeah. like if I had a camera, yeah, hell yeah. I would make a movie in that area. I don't know. I mean, obviously I guess that's in LA probably yeah, yeah, I think somewhere, so. but, but that it, even is reminiscent of Hitchcock. You know? Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I saw um, in vertigo, James Stewart is following the Kim Novak character around and it's, it's very similar where he's there, you know, following her. She doesn't know that he's there. But I think this adds the extra level of now there's somebody else following one of the well, two of yeah. them. <laughs> you, know? you don't know which one. <laughs> right. But the thing that I love about that scene and that De Palma and Hitchcock were known for doing is creating these suspense moments out of what I like to consider pure cinema. It, like it's a it's an experience that you can't get in a book and you can't get it in uh, in music. It's all pictures, right? From the time that, if you remember in this movie, from the time that the guy pulls up outside of her gate in his car and sees, you know, the Indian watching. There's From there until, so it, they go from there, they go to the mall, and then they go to the a beachfront hotel. That whole thing is like 15 minutes or longer of the movie where there is barely any dialogue. Yeah. He's telling you the story in pictures and creating suspense. And I'm like, that stuff's brilliant. In Carrie, he did that, like, the whole thing at the prom at the end was in slow motion, but, like, all done without any kind of dialogue. It right. just builds this, like, layers and layers of yeah. tension, you know, just through the music and and the pictures. Yeah, and the music plays a huge part in this movie, too. Like Pino Dinaggio. So is it? Did the howling. It's, it's yeah. crazy, like, when he comes in and, like, it's, you know, it, like you say, it's that mounting suspense 
and then like something will happen and the music will be just like 10 times louder than it was you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah to the point where you're like well this has to be like serious you know like this is an intense scene in the movie and it's but it's sometimes like the music is almost too intense for the scene that's going on. like i think the indian was staring oh, at him yeah in the elevator yeah but he was freaking out in the elevator so he yeah. was you know like that's kind of getting you inside the character's head of what he's feeling Right. With his claustrophobia being stuck in that elevator. Yeah. See, I think that's that subjective thing For also, you know, where you're, 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 you're taking on the point of view of that, you know, of the character yeah. that they do. He, he the, the Palman and Hitchcock do really well. I never saw the claustrophobia in the elevator because he was all ready to talk to her until and then the other people, people came, came in. Like, and he was like, it's, oh. yeah. yeah. It's, he was well, unable Because well, in this whole movie, he'll, he'll like open his mouth really wide. That's when you know he's going through his claustrophobic thing. He, he just gapes his mouth open. I think the fact that the elevator was a glass elevator on one side, like that was okay because he could see out. But then when all the people came in and he was kind of stuck in there, yeah, then there's no escape. Yeah, and then when the door does open, there's some freaky Indian <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah, just like. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. I got something to say. Well, we got to wait until okay, after yeah. the after the spoiler warning, which is coming up. But uh, just before we go into that and actually breaking down the movie, um, I'm also a big fan of uh, Dario Argento, and I don't think Brent has seen the like the actual thrillers that Argento does. But Argento is another guy. Travis has seen him. That he's another guy who riffs off of Alfred Hitchcock. I think he's less successful than De Palma. I actually like De Palma's stuff better, but it's closer to Hitchcock. He's got the psycho like down. He's got the uh, close up of the knife and all that shit. He's got the the camera being at like the wrist of the hand as the yeah. knife is up. You know, yeah, 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 that sort of deal. But he still has that camera. He, you know, they share that like the prowling camera where the camera and Tarantino's borrowed this for some. Uh, moments because now I'm thinking about it. Tarantino in early interviews is like he worships at the altar of De Palma. I mean, like he was like whenever a De Palma movie would come out, like I was there first. Actually, you now know. that you say that, it's like yeah, I can see a lot of De Palma in quite. <laughs> yeah, the split screen. And yeah. kill, I mean, like you know, especially like I don't know why I think of it, but the opening of From Dust Till Dawn. Just that tracking shot of the Gecko Brothers as they're leaving, and oh, yeah. there's the blowing up uh, yeah. gas station. It's just like, I don't know why. That that really reminds me of a De Palma movie. Well, there's a shot in this that De Palma uses a lot uh, at the very, toward the end, where uh, Craig Wasson is running at one point to save another character, and the, car- the camera is tracking you know in front of him. So basically, the guy's running toward the camera. Uh, he's used that in like blowout. I mean, I've seen that in like a, that shot in a couple other De Palma movies. So yeah. he likes to, you know, repeat those. I don't know if Tarantino's used that, but Tarantino. I mean, well, I mean, similar. I'm thinking Glorious Bastards. He has like just suspense wise. Um, the opening of that film like is or like retroactively suspenseful. You know, I mean, as the the Jew hunter comes in, sits down. And they're doing all this thing, and you don't. Nothing seems out of the ordinary until the camera drops below the floorboards, uh-huh. and then you yeah. see. Okay. It. Well, that's yeah. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. It's that. It's that. That's something that Hitchcock, De Palma, Argento all share. Is that where like the camera will pull away from what you're supposed to be watching, the movie you're supposed to be watching, and go somewhere else and yeah. show you something, and then come back. 
and you're like, shit, <laughs> Every, yeah. the whole context of this has changed <laughs> because now there's a bomb under the floor and nobody else knows it or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you go back in your head and you're like, oh, this is way more intense than yeah. what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. It's fucking I love awesome. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, so body double. Body double. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, kind of a uh, it's kind of a surprise ending. So it's one of those if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't listen to this. <laughs> you should probably watch yeah. it all the way to the end. So we're gonna say like starting now, this is this is spoiler territory as we break down body double. You That's have right. been warned. So go watch it and then finish this podcast. Hey, watch it, pal. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> well, Saturday night break show. While you were gone, you may have missed a couple things. No. <laughs> so, well, the movie's about a, an actor played Craig Watson. The act, uh, actor Craig Watson plays an actor. Who would we Jake know Scully. him from, or what would we know him from? Well, we had pegged him I down guess. to like three, only three, <laughs> three <films>. movies. <laughs> Ghost Story. A Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, part three. three. He was the doctor. Yep. yep. And That's Body Double. And body then double. I went and looked him up. I'm like, did he do anything after that? And apparently he's been in like a lot of TV shows. Murder, she wrote. Dark, Star, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. Oh, wow. The Pretender. Is he recent? Uh, according to IMDb, he's doing like a lot of directive video. It looks like directive video stuff. I don't mm. know at first look. but uh, So he plays an actor named Jake Scully. Scully. But it's actually, it's interesting, again, the way that this movie, and this is another uh, reason that I like it so much, is because it's a movie about movies. Yeah. So it starts off in what you think is oh, like yeah. a, a vampire. To me, it starts off in a 1970s De Palma movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a glam rock vampire. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. got like eyeshadow. I mean, you like something from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. yeah. Even the, like, like, the credits even look oh, like yeah. yeah, That's what's vampire. awesome. Yeah, because they're like the creep show drippy goo credits. But they do that nice little like half thing where they turn into normal white credit, yeah. like normal white t- fonts or whatever. Yeah. That was very weird. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that, you know, again, being a horror nerd, that gets my blood up when yeah. it's like, wait, what am I watching? Wait, is so, this yeah, a horror movie? No one said anything about Body Double looking like EC Comics. <laughs> I'm liking this so far in the first 20 seconds. There you go. <laughs> and it basically, our first scene establishes that Jake Scully is an actor who suffers from uh, claustrophobia. But apparently he didn't know anything about it until this moment in time. Right. And uh, Dennis Franz also shows up in all of De Palma's movies from this time period. And he plays a director. Wasn't he the first guy to say shit on TV? Yeah, Wasn't Sipowitz in N- NYPD, NYPD Blue. Yeah. First yeah. guy to say shit on TV. <laughs> One for the history books. Hey, that is from. Way to go, guy. And was he, was he the first guy to show his ass on yeah, TV? Maybe that was it. Oh, he yeah. He was maybe, the first ass on TV. I think shit might have been ER, Anthony maybe. Edwards, in this episode where he's dying. Oh, huh, I thought. I thought. Falls out of bed and he goes, shit. <laughs> really? Like, huh. Oh, my God. That was on national television. That was on TV. Crazy. Yeah. So he's the butt guy. Why do they show his butt? Who knows? I'll have to ask a woman. Show a butt. (laughs) Was he like one of those Tony Soprano guys back in the day? Like, did women find it? Like, yeah, he's short, fat, and (laughs) but hey, he's got authority. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the appeal of Dennis Brown. I mean, like, you know, actor. I like. Yeah, but he's always the same. Well, I was gonna say he's always the same guy. He's the gruff. You know, he's the the uh, the uh, security cop in Die Hard Two that's giving McLean yeah, yeah. a fucking hard Wait, time. Was he just security cop, or I thought he had a bigger? Yeah, he was the head of the Dulles Airport. That was it. Yeah, I oh, think so. Okay. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then he was, you know, NYPD Blue famously for a couple of years. And then uh, at one point he was in that City of Angels movie. With, he was. Uh, and he was yeah. the angel. He was like the lovable angel. I'm like, what the casting against type? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Franz. That must have been after, uh, the, what, what's the one with John Travolta where he's the angel? Michael. Michael. Oh. Where, you know, like your gruff <laughs> angels come into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. They're yeah. drunk angels. How yeah. precious. <laughs> the thing about angels in the it's 90s, hilarious. that's like ghosts and City of Angels. And Prophecy. A, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so do so Jake Scully finds out he has claustrophobia for the first time. He says it's the first time it ever happened to him, which I find it hard to believe because when he's going to the acting class later, it's like he's got this whole, he knows why. It's not like some suppressed memory. He's like, I was playing some, like, Sal- salmon, like what do you see, like tuna yeah, in a can? Sardines. It was, he sardines in a yeah. It was like a hide and seek. Let's fucking call when it he hide was and a seek, kid, Yeah, <laughs> and one of the creepiest scenes ever. It was weird because like, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. It's like, what is this? An acting school? The, the teacher's just like, what do you see, man? And he's like, I'm behind the fridge and, and he's I'm stuck. Rubbing and I want to call and out. He's like a chiropractor, like adjusting him. He's and adjusting rubbing him. him. Like, yeah. yeah, he's trying well, to shake him out, and re- you know. Yeah. It's, I have okay, so I took theater in uh, high school. Oh, back up! And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as as far as like all the the exercises, as far as like okay, now you got to visualize yourself in this situation. You know, all that is like that's acting classes. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, I remember an acting class in college where I uh, I was forced to take it, but. Um, I, I was afraid you were going to say uh, forced to do something else. That, <laughs> they, they would tell you to. Uh, they just call them. Part. They just call them acting. <laughs> you, you paint these marbles, right? Casting couch. Paint your marbles with your emotions, and then swallow those marbles. Damn, actors, I fucking hate actors. <laughs> swallow those marbles and keep them in your stomach until you need them, and then you can release them. Yeah, yeah. From your body. Right. Like, what some the us, fuck are yeah, they talking about? Some of us about? just pretend to be other people. You know, just like how little kids do it. Little kids, they don't need to little, little kids go are to the, some, yeah. like, emotional, like, what did I experience in my five years? What so does this a Ninja is the Turtle look like? Well, yeah. yeah, little kids are the best actors because, like animals, they don't quite realize that they're acting. They're just pretending. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. They have no, I think adults, we get older, we find it stupid to pretend, so we need more reasons. Or we need deeper reasons to pretend. It's like, oh, I'm not just pretending to be Batman. I'm t- you know, I'm trying to get into what it's like to be the bad. Well, that goes along with, I gotta go on a ride along in order to play a cop. I have to go yeah. talk yeah. to psychiatrists in order to play a psychiatrist so I get the lingo down. I don't know, does that stuff help that, the performance? That, I mean, that's a Maybe. writer, right? I mean, that's should be the writer, right? The guy writing the but maybe script. Maybe they're talking about, about like body language or something. I mean, maybe. sometimes you got to believe what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I, not an actor, so I'm not so going to shit all over there. I but, shit but watching all over. this movie <laughs> shows you like you know, like this is an actor. Yes, there you go. I'm a <laughs> check out pretender. Witchfinder. Witchfinder. Just Google it. Bam. Witchfinder. Yeah, I, no, everything. I think ever since uh, Christian Bale's freak out, that's when I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this pretending actors are some brilliant guy. These guys are assholes that pretend for a living and they act like, like, like what, what, uh, Oh, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow just made this fucking crazy statement about how she thinks actor actresses that are mothers have it harder than real working mothers. Oh, I remember that. It's yeah, like you she are got, like, fucking slammed. retarded. Like, like, yeah, oh. you pretend for like. Let me fire my nanny, my uh, <laughs> yeah. personal trainer, and yeah. my accountant, and then I'll yeah. Yeah. So moving on for why I hate actors. Uh, so yeah. So this guy I like, like actors more than Travis. I just want to say that <laughs> yeah, he I likes movies. He doesn't know real acting. <laughs> I am indifferent. I am indifferent. <laughs> 
Larry Tool. You are. Playing it safe, like <laughs> yeah. But Scully tool. comes home to his house and finds Barbara Crampton, the lovely Barbara Crampton from, from Reanimator. Yeah, I thought you I, may remember had a, a disembodied head going down on her in Reanimator. Have you seen this movie? No. Reanimator? No. Oh, oh my God. God! It has that a movie. Like, it's a movie where a that. head gives head. I know American Beauty told me I should yeah. watch it. I didn't watch it. I thought I recognized her. I knew that's like my word. I've seen that opening to so many movies where the guy comes home to like the sounds of the wife having fun, and you're just kind of like, oh, I wonder what she's watching. That and, must uh, be a good soap opera oh. she's watching. But I knew like right away that she was totally doing some guy in there. Everybody does because that's as soon as you, <laughs> if you're a man or if you're watching a movie and a man walks into the house and the woman's already having Giggling. a good time without the man. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it's I think over. What, what nothing, uh, what nothing but trouble, or nothing to lose, nothing <laughs> to lose with Martin Lawrence. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Tim, uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, uh, Dodgeball? Was it Dodgeball? Where, Dodgeball. Uh, dude came home and his wife was having like a little like an orgy. Like she. Had two oh friends. no, that's uh, uh, 20, oh, oh, old school. Old school. Yeah, old school. Back, like yeah. so many movies start with this. That it's like a personal fear of mine. Like never come home. Like it's like if you're supposed to be at work, stay. Just at work. stay until, or just go somewhere else until yeah. the designated time because you do not want to walk in on that shit. Go see a movie. It's heartbreaking for every fictional character I've ever known come across. It. Yeah, <laughs> but he just like fucking takes it like a pussy. He just like that just was turn around. That was kind of. I thought weird. that was funny though. It's like, well, I hope you kick the bitch out. No, why not? That's her place. <laughs> Still, you got to smack a hoe. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> but she, she even looked like you know. Yeah, you caught me. So what? I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was I was like awful. half expecting, yeah. you know, this is my first time watching the movie. I was like, is that the body double? I was expecting, does the guy uh, see fucking look exactly like him? Like, yeah. that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I thought that was going to be, I thought that was Melanie Griffith. Oh, like, huh? I thought we were going to walk in and see her boning some guy right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's get into this movie. This well, I like the way that they did it, though, because they show it so briefly that, like, when he's talking about it later, like, I keep fucking seeing it, her face, you know? It's like, that is kind of what, that's all you have. That's all yeah. you see in your mind is, you know, what you saw, like, for a split second, like, early on in the movie. Well, I think it kills right. any man thinking about another man giving his woman, like, more pleasure in life. Not even just sex or whatever, just, just another guy making her more happy than you could it's just like oh fuck yeah. you know <laughs> the worst day ever they make an awesome joke about that because yeah, her face was glowing glowing <laughs> how do you make a woman's face glow i've been humping for 19 years why well, like uh when he because like after he sees uh his uh his uh girlfriend cheating on him he he goes to the bar and I like that that little scene where the bartender is like, you haven't touched it, it which is weird because it's like he knows this bartender, but the guy's like, you haven't touched alcohol <laughs> in so drinking. long. Yeah. And the guy's like, he's like, are you a fucking priest or a bartender? Just keep the goddamn glass filled. I was like, this guy's awesome. But then the guy's like, hey, you need a place to stay. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's not just a bartender. This guy's your friend. He just freaked out on him. <laughs> he just came back and like, you need a place to stay. You can chill at my place. I was like, God damn, what a bartender. <laughs> but uh, the only thing that I can think of that makes that scene make sense is that uh they would go there with his girl he would go there with his girlfriend right yeah because the bartender knew carol yeah yeah because after that he's like is it carol and he's like yeah yeah it's carol i just thought you never see that the bartender that's like lending an ear where the guy's like are you a fucking pre-star bartender i like that that's That's just a good yeah see that so Mm. then he meets uh he's he's talking to here he's going into some auditions 
because uh, whatever he's got a week off of his vampire thing because of his claustrophobia, which he doesn't know he's going to get fired. But uh, so he's going on to some auditions, and that's when he's he's talking to a friend about how he needs to find a place to sublet, and uh, a guy from the background. Played by Greg Henry from Slither. You've seen Slither? Yes. And uh, was he in the new Hills Have Eyes remake? Uh, no. Mm, My God, Greg Henry's been in like so much shit we, too, and like I am drawing a blank. Can we but, Google this? <laughs> There's someone with the power of Google. Captain but I, I like. Google. Okay, so now, now you know. I mean, I'm sorry, audience. You know, hopefully you're not listening to this on your first go through because we're we are going to ruin this. But on the second watch through, you see, like, because uh, you know, Scully's talking to his buddy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking for some place to sublet." And that guy in the background, he turns around. He's like, "Boom! What? Huh?" And like from that moment on, he but dogs think, this guy because he well, is. But you think he's like, "Oh, my, here's my friend that that yeah. Jake is also talking to." He's just like, "Oh, hey, this is my guy." And then they introduce and. Yeah. He's just like, hey, good so, luck. Break a leg. And he introduces himself as Sam Bouchard. So he's the guy that... Sam Bouchard. So he, he's the one that puts him up in the house. Yep. Okay. He's, he has a uh, place he's been house-sitting, which is like one of the greatest fucking movie houses yeah. of all wow. time. It's like the Space Needle. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. You got to right. take a, you got to take like a gondola up to it or something. <laughs> There's <laughs> stairs that lead up the Hollywood Hills, and once you're in it, you know, you it looks like you've got like a 360 degree view yeah. of the Los Angeles skyline. That's why I don't think it was yeah. real because they never really explore the. I mean, you really stay on one side of the apartment the whole time. You yeah, really yeah, don't yeah. go. That's yeah. why it's like that's probably a fake house. It might be, or at least the at least the interior is not. The exterior, like yeah. two locations. This is what least. I love about the 80s. In the 80s, you have stuff like a fucking <laughs> circular house. Yeah. You know, with the windows around it, you got like these neon, what these, like the, neon noodles. Yeah, there's like <laughs> neon noodles on the wall, basically. It's like, what? The, you got the rotating waterbed, you know? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think that the uh, bed was stationary and the whole place rotated. Right, right. As yeah. it goes around. <laughs> like, what's that restaurant? Isn't there a restaurant in Chicago Isn't at the, the top? Oh, of the, I don't know. Yeah. Skyscraper that rotates. There was. Or maybe yeah. at this space. I thought that was the space new, but yeah, it could I don't know. Maybe. Never been either. <laughs> there's, it's all hearsay. Might be in Minneapolis. There's one. Mm. I think I've heard so stories. it was used in that movie. Smoking aces. No, I don't know. Smoking aces. Yeah, so, so, uh. Well, this house comes with an extra feature. Oh, yeah. There's a lady that masturbates across the way every night at midnight. <laughs> well, that like Sam's clockwork, like, he says. He's like, dude, it's a guaranteed show every night. Does the same dance, does the same whatever. Yeah, I mean, the dance is a big part of it. And then it kind of and the nudity gets you into the yeah well yeah the nudity is awesome and the tattoo on her butt now did you see the now tattoo on her butt see I didn't see that so later on I was like yeah. well, how does he know of, uh, uh, Chris Reef uh, uh, mistletoe mistletoe but reason. I did see <laughs> the spoiler alert Melanie Griffith tattoo yep but that's way down the line yeah. well that's the thing like when I'm watching this you know now. <laughs> I can see through the shadow, you know, because DVD and Blu-ray have adjusted the contrast enough that you're like, oh, I know who that is. 
But you're not looking at her face. Yeah, this she's is my naked. first time watching it. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah. looking at her boobs. I couldn't see her face on where I was watching it. Yeah, I couldn't just because I was looking. Well, yeah. Sam Bouchard said, so, yeah, <laughs> you see her face? And he's like, no. He's like, okay. I mean, he's checking it out. This works. Yeah. Like, it logically checks out. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam has to hit the road and go to, you know, yeah, whatever he he's, he's going He's to. got an acting job for like like five, five weeks, weeks or something like that. That's why he's in Seattle or something. Yeah. Jake is yeah. going to like house sit. For like one of this guy's other friends, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, Some I wonder friend. if that guy knows. Like, hey, what the fuck, dude? I said you could stay there. Yeah, not renting out to one of your buddies too. Jesus. And what's that guy doing? That's what well, I was. Well, see now, it's I'm kinda, like, it they don't ever like, say. It seems like the no. the dude had to have bought that. But he owns either that or like killed the yeah. guy. Yeah. What something. if he killed the guy? Yeah. But anyway, Maybe, that's like yeah. down the line because we yeah. don't even know that. Yeah. yeah. We don't Bouchard know. Just rented a house to a dude. Yeah. And Scully. uh, he's like, hey, check out this girl that masturbates every night at midnight. And boy, does she masturbate. Well, this is the thing. This is where the movie starts getting, you know, kind of like great. You know, like- Not just because <laughs> she is fabulous. And that fucking song though is the word like her 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 the like as soon as he starts walking over to that goddamn it wasn't like that it was all just like I don't even I can't even sing it again no. but it's just like oh the music God. when he's looking as soon as yeah whenever he walks up to the the I love that that music oh the da 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 yeah it's just like like cheesy fucking porno music eighties dude wait maybe that's not the music I'm thinking of no well so Scully can't stop but looking through the goddamn he fucking telescope. Can't too. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just kind of bumming around here over watering the plants and what's going on through the telescope. <laughs> and you're talking about when the other dude's still in the room, right? Well, he well, the first shows time up. he's there. He's like, hey, yeah, check this out. And then like Scully like totally like gets off on it. Yeah. And then Sam's like, hey, you done over there? <laughs> <laughs> and he's still looking through the telescope. Oh, yeah. Then he checks it out later, and then he sees the woman, uh, her, apparently there's another person in the room yeah, the with her. sleeping. And the guy's going through the safe, and he starts slapping her around, and Scully's like, oh, oh what, that bastard. And this is where the psychology of the movie starts going a little, like, skewy, because it's like, okay, so now you've got this guy who feels protective of this woman who he's invading her privacy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay in his mind. <laughs> right. Checking out the goods. Yeah. She does right. have the blinds, you know, drawn. Yeah, she does have you the know, blinds. She open. doesn't, you know. Well, I'm sure if he saw, like, another guy across the way with another telescope looking in, that would be fine. But the, well, no. the fact that the guy's physically... No, because... Oh, okay, sees... on this scene, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in that scene, he sees the guy right. hit the woman, and, you know, then he... Then Just leave? He leaves. Well, he takes, like, a bunch of cash out of the safe. Hits the chick and leaves. Yep. So you're kind of thinking, I don't know, was that a pimp? Was that a, you know, you know, yeah. I was thinking that. Because this guy's wearing, husband. he's wearing a hat and glasses at the time, which later on when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's because he knows Scully's watching. But you don't know that at, at this point in time. You don't know who this guy is. Right. It's the husband. Yeah. And later, as Scully keeps on going back to this every night to watch this woman do the dance, and then later on, uh, or no, he sees that there is somebody else watching at this point. He's Well, yeah, because there's somebody working on the satellite, the satellite dish. dish. Yeah. An Which, Indian construction worker. 
And yeah. Which this goes like far beyond. Like I don't know. I guess I don't know. I'll get to that. I guess a little later. But the Indian, the Indian's not like playfully watching. He's like leering. Oh yeah. He's like <laughs> grabbing onto the fucking dish and just like, <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I which go. again, now you know, it's that skeevy psychology where like. I'm watching and it's okay, but this guy, this guy, he's yeah. Wow. I tell he's up to no good. <laughs> and let's be clear, it's a Native American. Well, they no. do Is say he? they do say Indian in the movie. That's they do say Indian in yeah. Native American. But I don't want people to think it was like you know. Oh, oh, gotcha. Otter feather. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, a Native American. Yeah. Which I, I, to me, it didn't look like Native American. It looked like yeah, a yeah, Mexican yeah. with long hair. I think that's what he's <laughs> supposed to be. So this begins, which you know, that's extended. Uh, the next day, Scully's coming home in his car and, you know, has to stop There's outside of Gloria's, uh, her name is Gloria, I don't know if they reveal this, the, the woman's uh, house, and Scully sees that the Indian is parked down the street and watching, and this begins like a 20-minute dialogue-free suspense, coming and going, awesome fucking tour de force yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. yes of camera work and you know everything because well, there's also there's these uh lawn care guys that have all these trees in the road that's why he had to stop in front of the girl's house uh because whatever the lawn guys have all these trees in the road and that's when he's got time to look at the suv down the road with the with the indian guys standing there Leary. and then he sees gloria start to leave and he's kind of like oh my god he's gonna follow her he's gonna follow i better follow her <laughs> All day long. Yeah, all like, day long. All day it's long. Really close, too. Like, how she didn't know that he was follow- oh my, he's uh, like, following. Like, like, on the phone, like, not saying shit and looking at, like, staring at her. Then, like, she gets off. He's like, yeah, yeah, bye. Hangs up. Then he's, like, walking next to her. Gets up, uh, like, behind her on the escalator. And he's just, like, they go checking to a his mall. watch and shit. Like, yeah. he's doing normal stuff. Yeah. And it's not, like, a full mall. Like, they're the only three people. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people wandering around. Well, but it's just kind of interesting that, like... The, you know, she goes to, so the woman who has now been abused by her husband, uh, makes a phone call that is overheard where she's trying to make a rendezvous with her lover, says that she'll meet him at this, uh, beachfront hotel later and I'll wear something special. So she goes to a lingerie shop to buy something special. Scully, it follows and he's just like gawking most, at her. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. the most obvious like peeper. <laughs> But, you know, so even though the woman Sir, doesn't see it, the window. yeah, the, the person who, the woman who runs the store does actually like see this guy's like creeping and calls the security. Well, Gloria didn't exactly close the, yeah, well. like, the curtains all the way in the dressing room. <laughs> She's like, oh, here we go. This is good. Yep. Like you can see the whole her. Yeah. Doing her thing with it's the very panties. Titillating. It was yeah. the 80s. They're like, only women are at the mall at this hour of the day. All the men are at work. Huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah, See, it's making it's you complicit in the act because you are enjoying the sight of her trying on her new underwear when you shouldn't be because it's... She's, Great. Yep. I mean... And who tra- who tries more. on underwear, by the way? <laughs> We're talking about that. That's fucking you, weird. High, I bet high-end people do. I bet. Yeah? I bet high-end. Yeah, but that's unsanitary. But I bet high-end people can do it. You gotta, if you're can. a high end really? person and you've tried on underwear and then not of, like, bought them, just think of all the write people, us like, at Saturday Night Free Show, Yahoo. If, yeah. if, if you have ever, because I'm talking about like the people where they go into a store and they like they lock the store down. You know, celebrities, oh, right? The you Michael know, Jackson, high end. Because yeah. they said she was rich. She was yeah. rich. 
You know, yeah, but what if they don't buy them? What, you just throw out that you pair? You throw it in the bleach bucket. <laughs> <laughs> They're white silky anyway. You just bleach them and put them out there. Yeah. But she <laughs> wears like, People sell underwear at Salvation Army, for God's sakes. Ugh. So, exactly. Ugh. So, people yeah. just trying on clean yeah. underwear in a store. And it was Not the 80s. so crazy. <laughs> yeah, but What do we know about germs? Well, okay, what do we know about Victoria's Secret? They have... They, they have... Dressing rooms, I can imagine, and it's a fucking underwear store. I know. Yeah, but very what is that for? Do you, well, my, over your jeans? Yeah, my <laughs> my wife actually has uh, given me some information on this. She says that you are allowed to try underwear on over your existing underwear. Oh, but Gloria didn't do that. Well, we don't know if she did that. But we she but she, she bought the ones that she. Yeah. Okay, we're spending a lot of time yeah, on her underwear. Very slow. <laughs> <laughs> underwear calisthenics. Yeah. So, okay, but, like, okay, this isn't anything to do with the plot, but this is when I personally was like, oh, oh, Jake is the Indian guy. You know, he's afraid, He like, because, like you were saying, everything he's afraid that the Indian guy is doing, he's actually doing in reality. So I was like, oh, what if the Indian guy is his, like, oh, subconscious yeah. id, and so he's chasing after, after his, like, yeah. Wow. But that not that was not the case. Yeah, when you said that, I'm like, oh, good, he's going down the completely wrong path. And, I'm like, and I realized that as soon as like as soon as dude followed her to the beach house, and she goes down to the beach, and he finally says something to her. He's like, someone's been following you. She's like, I know, dickhead. You know, and she doesn't say that, but she's like, I know. And then the Indian guy steals her purse. I'm like, I guess it's not a figment of his imagination because it just ran off of their purse. Unless I was like, was that him? (laughs) This is all happening in his mind. All the way, though, up to that scene, like, I'm still thinking that she she knows that he's watching that. that, uh, What's it say? Scully is watching. Yeah, maybe. She's definitely aware. She knows. Well, because that's why she's doing all this. But I don't think only at the. I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit because I do want to talk about something. But at the beach scene, when he's standing out on the beach, she takes her sunglasses off like, wait, is that you can almost like hear her thinking like, is that the same guy? So I don't think she was aware she was aware that he was there well, until because, that moment. Or like, but he wait, was, I've no, hold on. No, because he was before. he was on the phone next to her. He was in the elevator with her. You know, he was standing next to her in the valet, not next to her. But, yeah. you know, he. Okay, but yeah, she's the freakiest pre- part. Preoccupied. She throws away her old underwear. She, like, steps aside waiting for the valet. He, like, for some reason, thinks it's going to be a great clue to go snatch her old panties <laughs> out of the garbage can, which is another... It see, stuffs them in his, his pocket. Well, I'm wondering how uh, uh, Bouchard, what's his name? Sam Bouchard. Sam Bouchard, the, the actual husband or well, whatever. Alexander Ravel. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the actor. <laughs> Greg Henry. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was. Uh, uh, how did he know this guy was a pervert? Like that's what all I needed. Like, how did he know this guy was a peeping tom? Because he's a guy. Because there's no. But you don't. Japanese guys still use underwear. It's not just any guy will take underwear out of a fucking trash can. Well, he didn't need the guy. All he needed the guy to do was keep watching and become ob- obsessive enough to follow her around. But he exactly. He needed to make sure he was a, like a weird obsessive guy. How did he know that? How, but I mean, I guess that's beside the point. But it was just yeah. weird that he took the underwear because it's like, what does that fucking tell you about the Indian or her or what is that no, used? It tells you something about Jake Scully, doesn't it? Because that's well, yeah, like he's a perv. He's, yeah, he's like but, addicted to her. But I well, think not that's, addicted, obsessed. I think that's why yeah. you know the casting of Craig Wasson in that part is instrumental because yeah, he seems like a church boy. He does. He comes off like he is a he's an otherwise nice guy, 
but he, you know, is, uh, you know, he, I don't know what the, the cops is. So you just a good old fashioned panty snipper. That was funny. Yeah. Good old fashioned <laughs> panty snipper. Yeah. Cause like, what the hell? He stole this woman's, uh, That's used weird, underwear. Dude. It's like, well, I, I think, I mean, good. Yeah, that, that I think that all like that he, he lucked out the fact that uh, Scully was that much of an obsessive pervert. He did kind of luck out, but at the same time, like Colin says, he didn't need that. And I think ninety nine point nine 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 percent of guys, if you have a telescope in a room pointing out a window at a naked woman masturbating, does not mean like, ladies, panty stealer. Though. Ladies, but, we're afraid to admit this. Right, this is Brent's opinion. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I'll take this one. All right, I'll take this one. Uh, I think guys are going to go back to that telescope and keep looking. Oh, for sure. Like right. every single night. I'm even if it doesn't, doesn't lead to stealing panties out of a garbage can. <laughs> just because you, even if. No, even that's, comes, a, that's a specific. That's, that's like, but see, I yeah, think that plays into. Weird. But I think that plays into something later that you guys were telling me you had a problem with. I think this is setting up his, his, uh, you know, sexual fetish, fetishes and stuff like that for later in the movie. Yeah. But. So Let's, wait, back in the the elevator of the mall. Yes, he gets into the mall. He, you know, he's seeing the Indian running around. He thinks she's in danger. He tracks her down to the 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 elevator and gets in there with her, and is gonna uh, try to say something to her, which he doesn't get to say. But I'm like, I, what would that conversation have been? It was going to be weird, like really <laughs> awkward, because he's like, hey, I've been spying. Hey, I'm your neighbor, and I think there's yeah. this. Well, that that conversation happens later oh, on. Oh, that's true, yeah. On the beach. Yeah, right? yeah true that. Okay. Yeah. okay. So anyway, uh, the people pile in before he gets to actually have the conversation, and this triggers his claustrophobia. And then the door opens, and the Indian is standing there in his big mirrored sunglasses. I mean, he looks like a, you know, a scarred face. Danny Trejo kind of <laughs> kind of guy, and he smiles. And when you when you know what's going on, he's smiling because aha, he he's Scully is there with the wife that he is obsessive enough, and the claustrophobia is kicking in. Everything is going according to plan. And when you know later on why that's yeah, it all yeah. makes sense. That's a good point. Wow, yeah. wow, yeah. So then, uh, then they go to the they're at the beach house, and she finally kind of goes down to the beach because she sees him, and he's like, "Someone's been following you." He's like, "It wasn't me," or he's like, <laughs> "Well, yeah, that's what I thought." That was really funny how he jumped to his own defense there. He's like, "Someone's been following you." She's like, "I know." He's like, "It's not me," <laughs> even yeah. though it fucking is. <laughs> so then the Indian steals her purse. Jake uh, chases her down. Uh, her chases uh, him down, but they go into a tunnel where once again he's struck with his claustrophobia, and the uh, the Indian guy like realizes this and just dumps the purse out and grabs what you assume is a credit card, but you will later find out that is a key card to her house. To her house, and this is something that does not mesh with me is the idea that the woman comes along and like helps him. And she gets him out of the tunnel, so his uh, claustrophobia settles down. And she's just like, who are you or whatever? And then they just start making out. Like, just start making fucking out. And then, like, takes her tits out. I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like, that's when I was like, is this a fantasy? Yeah. How the hell do you do that? That's the moment when it starts to feel like a fantasy. Even if you kiss a girl, who takes their fucking tits? You're on the beach. It's daylight. You just met this (laughs) person. To be fair, there were no nipples. There were no nipples, but still. I think this is, psychologically, I think this is what's been set up. I think that the woman So she's a pervert. I think, well, I think she has, she, yeah, she has a certain 
sexual situation going on in her head because she's obviously not satisfied at home. She has so she's sexually frustrated housewife with an abusive husband. She's got a lover who she's like, I need to talk to someone. She's breaking down. She's in an extreme emotional state. He and so she. So you think she goes, she's trading sex or security? I th- well, I mean, well, let me build up to this. I think she goes to the hotel, you know, to meet the guy, and then he calls and like calls it off or whatever. So now she's there and she's frustrated again. And then her purse gets stolen. Scully, who she just met, like valiantly runs after this purse snatcher, that- retrieves the purse, and then it's like when she goes in to get him, you know, to meet him because his claustrophobia has taken effect. He's weak. She has to take him out. So not, not only is he like... Which weak men always turns women right on. I think... I, yeah, but I think that's actually part of it. The oh, fact that, like, she... The Florence Nightingale. The fact that he was, you know, he was, you know, the hero who got her purse back, but then needs her help to get out because he's got, like, this, you know, uh, you know, uh, psychological problem, the claustrophobia. And then when, it come, when they get out, finally, I think, you know, he just looks at her and he's like, you know, she's like, who are you? You know, why are you following me? And he's like... What is she, he doesn't is say it, anything. No, he just starts like, making I was out with her. I was following you. And she's like, why? And then he just like kisses her. And then it goes into like this, you know, <laughs> big, the camera can rotate oh around the two lovers. Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's because that's his moment. In his mind, that is what like it, it's like to him to kiss this, you know, woman who he doesn't know anything about. She right. is a, uh, what do you call it? An object of his affection. Right. <laughs> and I think that that's she was damaged enough. Well, I think she was in a damaged enough state where I could believe it. But taking, but like I said, kissing might be one thing, not the extent they went. They were like almost fucking, you know, they almost got, they were almost, almost. undressing. It's and then like, she's that's like, ridiculous. no, I can't, I can't hear. Yeah. And then she runs off. No I phone numbers are exchanged, nothing. I have to say, yeah. first thing, I do. Just but, because it's like, what the fuck? That's just, I don't know, it's an unrealistic thing to me. I mean, and maybe if we knew more about her, yeah, maybe I can go that way. But well, I don't. So I'm like, you what know, the fuck woman would do that? After this guy's been following me. But we don't know. Probably I mean, the same this, type this of woman, woman that would, would dance in front of an open window, you know, all night long her. and masturbate. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's not her. <laughs> but that's, so she's but that, that like, is what they want at this point in the movie. Point, that is what they want you, they to, want you yeah. to think. That Wait. she is an openly sexual creature and that this would be like natural behavior for i mean both of these characters yeah have got, yeah you know, <laughs> things going well, on so okay so like later you know he's like well maybe i'll you know he goes back to his apartment it's like later at night and he's like oh maybe i'll call her and he's like going through practice lines and then he sees in the of course he looks in the goddamn uh uh telescope telescope again and he sees that like a security guard is letting her in because at this point in time you don't know it was the security card that was stolen so she probably doesn't right. even have her key right right she doesn't she had to call the security she pe- had to company. call the security but you don't necessarily know why you know they just the security guard lets her in but there's something else that happens at this point in the movie yeah it's gonna be a super fucking long podcast <laughs> like you thought man of steel was a long podcast body double <laughs> there's something else that happens at this point in the movie that upon reflection like reads differently uh, he gets a phone call from Sam at this point. He's looking through the, the telescope. Sam calls from wherever he's at in Seattle. I'm like, hey, oh, buddy, yeah, I'm yeah. just calling to check up. And as so, like, what I'm envisioning is the other side of this phone conversation. Sam is in the house. He's opening the blinds and listening to Jake to see if he's reacting to him opening the blinds. He's like, is he watching? Because this is when I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, are you, you paying attention? He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so Jake's very distracted. And this is the 
moment where the Indian suddenly shows up. You with know, the power drill with a fucking gigantic. <laughs> okay, Big ass power drill. So this yeah. is a phallic symbol, right? Everything is focused on fucking Gloria Revelle. <laughs> yeah, and Jake Scully wants to, and the Indian wants to, and he does with his giant drill. So fuck her. So well, he, 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 penetra- he penetrates her with a yeah, but no, no, with he a got, drill. He, can't be all, he drills he can't be all her. Poetic about he it. He drills her a, into the floor. <laughs> he drills it's, a hole through her stomach. He doesn't. Have, it's not sexual. It's not like a she also got, sort of fucking. She gets thing. screwed. <laughs> she got screwed. I, come on, that's the metaphor of. that they're going for. It has sort of. And <laughs> well, I'm sure it's the metaphor, but you guys are telling people like you guys are making it sound way too like you guys are not getting giving it a metaphor. You guys are like, ah, she fucks her with it. <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a, not like that. Like not, a robot drill dick, right? And, yeah. What was that? Movie? Yeah, was yeah. So uh, anyhow, uh, but also hardware. at this hardware. Point, hardware, we also find out that there's been this fucking gigantic ass white dog running around this house that we haven't seen until the well, scene. He's da- he stays downstairs. Yeah, dog's downstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you just We're never. The, the lights are always off. Yeah. yeah, you just can't see him. It's huge. Fucking wolf. Yeah. Fucking monster. It's a shit. bear. Yeah. This figures in later, so it's important so, that the so, dog attacks Jake when he comes into the house. Yeah, so yeah. And prevents Jake, him from saving her well, life. Jake, yeah, so Jake Jake like runs down and he gets two joggers because he just knows, hey, there's a girl getting murdered. She's getting murdered. And they break yeah. into the house. And he like touches them on the face all weird like. He pulls their headphones off. They're listening. Uh, they're, they're jogging. Listen to okay. that. Yeah, he's pulling their headphones off. So it's was, an invasion of privacy. But, you know, Jake Scully, this is like a. Yeah. Know, well, that was another part where I was just like, is this a fantasy? Because the people aren't reacting to him. You know, he's running down the street going, hey, hey, they're going to kill him. And they're like, they're, they're just jogging. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Then they go to the front. And you can see the yeah. headphones. I'm like, ah. Okay. So, yeah, so he breaks in. The dog attacks uh, him, of course, because he's a fucking intruder. And I like that when, it, you know, you're on the floor getting attacked when you're trying to save it. And then you see the bloody drill go through the whole, the the floor or the yeah. ceiling, really? like two times. That's one yeah. of those, if you've seen Body Double, you will remember this scene. For sure. <laughs> it's will. like the best scene yeah. in the whole movie. Forever. It's one of those, you don't need a body, you don't even need gore. You just have a drill with blood dripping from a hole. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And it goes in once, twice, fucking dead, dude. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't need Post. it three times. <laughs> well, it's awesome. after this point in the movie that Scully in a Jack Daniels inspired pit of despair. Uh, he's watching porno. He's watching porn as you do. Uh, you're, uh, but he's not like a porno channel or something like that. It's all like reviewing like yeah. the industry. Oh, yeah. well, in the eighties, in yeah, yeah, in the eighties <laughs> on satellite. Which I want to say I've never seen porn from the eighties look as high class as the porn from the eighties as he was watching. Well, I've seen plenty of porn from the eighties, sir. <laughs> All companies, Calibero, are <laughs> yeah, name, yes, yes, Travis, BCX, yeah. Arrow Pictures, uh, Caballero. That's what I was trying to. Caballero. I've seen all of them from the eighties. Maybe I'll get some free porn. Yeah. Well, in this uh, in this porn that he watches, <laughs> it's never. And see, fun. I remember the first time. So you guys got to tell me how this affected you. Uh, the first time that I watched, basically, he sees uh, a porn starlet named Holly Body, played by Melanie Holly Griffith. Griffith. So you're like, well, Melanie Griffith finally shows up in this movie like an hour into it uh, doing a seductive dance in front of a mirror, which it turns out is the same dance that he saw Gloria Revelle doing every night at midnight. But she has a tattoo. It's the same fucking tattoo. Yeah, two nights. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I did not make the connection on first viewing that because he sits up, he's like, "What the?" And I'm like, "I what? What is he seeing there? I don't get it." The music is the same, you know, that they're trying to play to connect those it's like two how events. She touches her pelvis. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get make that connection. Tom did when he saw it. He's like, "Oh, she's got that same tattoo on her butt." Yeah, I didn't make that connection. I, I got the dance. I didn't make the tattoo connection. But what? So what was dance. going on in your head when you're like, "Oh, she's doing the same dance"? At that point, where you, like, I don't know, because at girl that point, I'm the... still trying to figure out if this whole movie's in his fucking head. Oh, okay. I mean, at that point, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" As far okay. as I know, there is no glory. He's just watching porno, <laughs> and his reality's breaking. Because I mean, it shows him he's in the dark watching porno, but you can see there's shit all around. Like the house is trash. Yeah, it looks like yeah. the house is trash. Yeah, he's like in his drunken stupor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is-? And then uh, he's like, oh, my God, Holly Body. And then, then he starts trying out for porno movies. He starts, like, casting, trying to ca- get into a porno movie yeah. starring this girl. I- Which I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> it would go to those extents to, like... <laughs> that's ding number two, right? <laughs> no, that's not necessarily ding number Ding number two actually comes and once he gets the job... Then you're like you're right into like a porno movie production where it's like a musical number of so that's a Frankie goes relax, to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, relax, don't do it. And yeah. at that point in time, I'm like, what the fuck? Because they don't show like cam. I don't because I mean it's one of those things where it's like there's no way a camera could have followed them through the set and through everything they were doing. But all of a sudden, he's just like he's he's like dressed as a nerd. He's like going through this house as the dude's singing to him, and he finally goes into a. Uh, the room with Holly the body, and that's when you can finally see that he's saying the lines that he was practicing with the uh, the, the casting, casting agent or whatever. Yeah. And he starts fucking her. But they ha- they have this great scene in the bathroom where there's a mirror on a door, and when they you come into the scene, you can't. It's at an angle where it doesn't like reflect yeah. back. But then they close the door, and you can see the whole camera crew. Well, the, the on scene is her talking into the mirror to him. Because you see him, yeah, yeah, and then you yeah, see the camera so crew. it's her reflection and it's him, but they're it's like a two shot, yeah. And then as the door closes, you see the whole camera crew, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was just classic, Brilliant. yeah. That was, one <laughs> but of my see parts. again, I think I think that this, you know, that because you're like, I think that's the 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 thing that you're having. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Is that this guy? A you know likable dude would who's working in Hollywood you know at the bottom end of the rung would suddenly go like I'm gonna go porno be in a porno well, movie in order to find this woman because I don't know she, if at this she point, danced exactly like the girl right but which, I, we don't know if that girl just watches that porno all the time right and does the same dance but I think <laughs> see I think this is this is maybe where the movie miscommunicates something because again like I said when I first saw it I didn't get the fact that like when he's sitting you know when he sees that dance on the videotape he has made the connection that oh my god this is the woman that i saw in the house and that means that this whole thing is a fucking sham and i was set up and now how do i prove this i have to talk to that woman and so then he's like he calls there to talk to her or something he basically ruins his acting career by starring in a porno movie <laughs> but yeah cuz he hears <laughs> he hears on the her. phone that they're doing auditions <laughs> so he's like okay i'll go but and then it's like well who the fuck would go and audition for a porno movie maybe the same guy who would fucking steal panties out of a trash can has, you know, yeah, so <laughs> doesn't he, have that barrier that other people would have as far as going to that extreme to pursue an obsessive yeah. compulsion. So do you think that he's just like now discovering his, you know, uh, well, how far he would go? Well, just his per 
pervious. Yes. Well, I yes. like. Yeah. What's uh? I don't want to miss out the idea that after she was uh, after Gloria was murdered, the cops were there and they're getting the whole story from Jake. Like, let me get this right. You're a fucking peeping tom. You saw her murdered. You call these other people with you. Yeah, I get it. They're your witnesses or whatever. But you know, it just seems weird that you got your fuck her panties. Which how did the cop know about he stole the panties? Unless he told the fucking he, cop. Well, he, oh, just he, asked, the he saw he them. And he's like saw him in the. And that, yeah. that seems so awesome what, he, the way that cop plays it because he like re, he sees these panties hanging out of the guy's pocket. He pulls them out. He's like. What's this? <laughs> like he's like these are some alien thing that he's never seen before. What? What's this? Are they yours? He's like they're underpants. What? Are yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> what were you gonna do with them? And I love that because that's you're fucking nailing that guy. You're cornering him. What? Why'd you steal the pants? He's like, what is fucking I don't weird? Know. Like, what I'm here to help a girl. I'm here to help a girl that's getting murdered. I have her panties in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? You know. Yeah. Number one, why would he keep the panties in his pocket for like? Mm, I'm assuming it's like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> because he goes home. Yeah. And looks in the. I mean, it's just like what the fuck guy yeah Let well go. i mean but that's the well, thing that's I when you forgot that they were there maybe yeah. when you're pinning that type of personality down it's like okay you this is this is what you did you took her panties why did you take her panties and he can't come up with an answer because like what answer would justify what it, he's done right yeah <laughs> you know he probably doesn't even know what he was taking him for yeah. it's like some kind of memento or whatever the, the cops just like so you fucked her you fucked her and you kept a memento and he's running off all this stuff and he's basically like you know i how do you know the husband and scully's like i don't he's like well usually when a rich woman gets killed i look at the husband but you're telling me an indian killed gloria Ravel. <laughs> and right there the detective had it mm-hmm I mean, I'm, the detective yeah. would have solved this crime yep. had it not been for Scully blowing a hole in it. Well, I think he might. Th- he might think that the husband hired Scully to kill her. Maybe, maybe you know, still like, playing hey, that down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to bring up just the idea that they caught, talked to the cops. I just, yeah, don't want people to miss it. Well, then, yeah. uh, so Scully then tries to get friendly with uh, with Holly pretend, Body yeah. by pretending to be a porn producer, and he takes her out for a couple of drinks, and there's a funny scene where he runs into a, uh, a, a female actor that he knows from, like, real acting and has to introduce <laughs> her to Holly Body, and they're talking similar language but about completely different industries. One's talking about acting in films and the other one's talking about acting in porn it's a and, very yeah it's a very fraser moment if you know what i'm talking about where it's like a misunderstanding <laughs> on, on a yeah. level that like you know the audience is in on it but because there's no reason for that scene to be there other than to have this kind of humorous clashing of worlds it's like yeah. this is where jake lives and this is where he is now and i just love like you know i mean it, we were, if we dog on craig Watson or not this is one of those scenes where I just kind of like to watch the guy who's, you know, the background actor, because he's just sitting there going like, oh, shit, you know, and like, you just watch his face, like, act, I mean, he's feeling it, and he's selling you on like, ah, oh, crap, well, I just got to go with this, oh, God, I hope she doesn't, okay, yep, all right, we're going to have to, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> as yeah. the two actresses are talking right he's like mm, i just want to get out of here uh, as fast as uh, <laughs> but he's not really cutting her off he's just letting it go yeah 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 Let's see where it goes. yeah because it's, make it seem there's enough yeah. of a misunderstanding that it's you yeah know. yeah i thought i knew everyone in this business <laughs> oh, oh how could you know everyone <laughs> do you like working with girls <laughs> uh, yes uh, <laughs> i've never got into it myself <laughs> 
<laughs> I think as a character, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a good scene. So so they get back to Jake's house, and that's when he kind of spills the beans. It's like, I'm not a producer. I just, I saw you dance. Tell me it wasn't you dancing over there in that fucking, you know, home, you know, whatever. She's like, what's it to you? What do you care? And, you know, he's like, someone's playing a trick on me. You know, someone's, you know, whatever. And It's like, you got that same tattoo. Yep. So I, this- I hate how, like, I don't know. I, she should be a little weirded out, too. Like, yeah, why did he tell me to dance in this room for two days? And then this guy has this whole, she's just like, whatever. It's in, not a big deal. In her business, I'm thinking you don't ask questions. So. You just do. It, here's a paycheck. I'll do it. And I'm fucking getting out. But, uh. But he knows that he's like, so- I'm supposed to be a witness to her murder. They hired you to dance there so i could watch you that way i would keep watching that window and see somebody see gloria get murdered that way i am witness to this murder i can say who did it but i don't know who wants this done but he does he does he's kind of like who who hired you and then that's when a dude calls bouchard he has to confirm it so sam bouchard and the husband alexander revel at this point are revealed to be the same person well uh Okay, yeah. I mean, this this he, is the point. I got to come clean. This is the point when I <laughs> I stopped watching. I had to watch this separately from these guys, and so explain that a little bit more to me because well, he's like, see, I didn't even like, get, I didn't get the idea that you know Sam is the husband. You just know that Sam is the one that hired her. You don't necessarily know that he's the husband. no, because he knows that he knows he's the husband because he when he calls the cop immediately after and is explaining what's going on, he's oh. like, so the husband. He was in, so Alexander Ravel is in a relationship with Gloria Ravel, the murdered woman. Wants her dead so he can have all of her money. So he casts around Hollywood looking for a sap that he can hire as the witness, which is Jake Scully. So he puts him up in the the uh, house. the house, <laughs> shows him the telescope. The guy watches. He has the body double, Holly Body, come in and pretend to be Gloria Ravel. So Jake will keep watching, and right. then. Sam, or sorry, Alexander Ravel can then, well, at this point, hire the Indian and have the Indian kill uh, Gloria. So basically, it's a, that's the, his alibi. She's okay. basically getting robbed. Yeah, because you it's see that robber, she, it looks like a robbery that went bad. Yeah, yeah, because you they because as far as I can tell, the dance routine is take all your diamonds out of your uh, out of your uh, your wall safe, put them on. While you dance around and masturbate, then put your diamonds back in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what you do. That's yeah, what right? you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that with my diamonds all the time. <laughs> oh, that's a little personal. I'm sorry. Strike that from the record. Uh, so, <laughs> well, okay. So, um, if the, so, is that their house then? Because where's Gloria? Wow. She's in the. Oh, well, she. Well, see, this is another thing that the movie actually does say when she's on the phone with her lover and jake is listening this is at the parking garage or whatever for the she says i'm never home before she she's like you've been trying to call me i'm never home before seven oh or whatever so she's established that she does not get home until a certain period in time and jake at that point you know it's established that jake's watching somebody else i think yeah he just doesn't realize yeah what she says on the phone because, I mean, each night right. when he's watching. Because this is too yeah. early in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, so okay, so Holly the body's like, yeah, that's the guy that hired me. What's it to you? I just want to get the fuck out of here, you know, whatever. So she takes off, and she's, like, walking down the damn road. 
And this is another one. Like it's kind of like a, a like a quinky dink. I mean, I guess if if Sam Bouchard's wa- watching everybody at this whole time, he'll know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, because he calls over there and hears her on the phone, and then he's watching her from his house with the binoculars. So he sees that Jake is explaining his plot to <laughs> to Holly, and then at that point, then Holly has to be removed removed from the piece. So he dresses. So then the Indian uh, captures Holly. Clocks her over the head. Jake is able to see this uh, because there's a traffic accident that has occurred on the road, and he's stopped a couple cars behind. Again, it's that situation where I'm in a car. You're yeah, separated that, by yeah, I do that too from, much. Yeah. Let's see, that's uh, a, uh, yeah. But, I mean, the I'm going to make time, a movie with First time is good. <laughs> you can't do that two times in a movie because, once again, it's just like, this whole movie's a fucking coincidence. How can you have a cool plan based on coincidences? You can't. It's stupid. Well, his well, plan I, was supposed to be said and done. Well, this was like, yeah. oh, fuck, now I got to like, now I got to take care of her and I'm going to have to take care of him. And so, yeah, but still, just another traffic act. Yeah, it just seemed, I don't know. It seemed like it, uh, he would have uh, tracked her down somehow and got her because he yeah, saw that she he left. Could've, he could have just waited for her to go home. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just done that so much easier. He didn't need to like, oh, I better put this fucking, I mean, number one, number one. Was he really installing this goddamn satellite dish on this roof? That's yeah. what I'm, I'm like. What the fuck? He so did, he, or did he? But did he? D- did he? All he had was a pit, had like a magnetic sinus and oh, satellite yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, That's yeah. really it. <laughs> yeah. As far as we know, he was just on a roof with a blowtorch yeah. or something. That's just, all we know. Yeah. Just not really doing anything because he's acting for the viewer. Yeah. He is, knows that he knows yeah. that this dude is going There's to be able to see that watching. in his line sight or whatever. Yep. So we don't really know, but. So that's why I kind of don't buy into the, <laughs> yeah. but, but how brilliant is that? I don't, that's why I don't buy into the idea that he's like, I gotta go be the Indian. You know, he's got to put his fucking makeup on. He's got to go get his satellite sign, put it on and <laughs> rush around. Like, yeah, I gotta yeah. drive her before she, cause she's trying to hitchhike. You know, he's got to try to drive around there to yeah. pick her up before she gets picked up by anybody and else. She doesn't know yeah. what the real guy looks like. So that is a movie contrivance, I but, think. I you mean, know. He's, he's an actor. He likes, I think, playing these different roles, yeah. too, you know. So he picks her up and he takes her to the spillway, which you know, Los Angeles has all these spillways, apparently, and digs a giant hole, like, in three minutes flat. He's well, maybe, it was pre, maybe it was pre-dug. Maybe, maybe he just had to d- dig it a little further. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, ah, big enough. <laughs> I, got, I need to fit two bodies in here. <laughs> He's going to put her in the ground. Jake shows up, saves the day. Okay. Absolutely go rips, the, uh, rips the mask off. He's like this. Oh I, my god! It's what, what do you say? What did he say? He says something like the big reveal was ruined. Like he made like a movie uh, reference to the uh, oh, you ruined my uh, my big surprise. Yeah, my big surprise ending or something. <laughs> he had to go find the body double. And I'm like in one of those like that's that moment that's in that like clip. There has to be like that clip on YouTube that's like all the movies that say their titles. Yeah. In the, I'm like, that's the one. I should clip that out. For <laughs> finding the body double. Then you're on to like the next. <laughs> Did you ever see? Oh, you probably have it. There's a sketch comedy show called Upright Citizens Brigade where he's like, I had the titular line and out of uh, out of Africa. I was sitting in a car. It's like, ah, I just got to get out of Africa. <laughs> 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 so, 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 yeah, he pulls the. Uh, he pulls the uh, mask off. The dude, like, throws him in the grave. Once again, he starts, like, suffocating under his uh, claustrophobia. And that's actually a part I like when... Uh, I, I've always loved the camera looking up at a uh, dirt mount Or looking up through a grave and having someone pour dirt. Is there a... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, so he starts freaking out. Thank you. 
And this is where the bad guy explains, like, my my evil, how my whole plot is like a movie plot. Yeah. <laughs> but so. he also, it's another thing where he goes into his head, and he, like, Jake experiences the same claustrophobia he had as the transsexual vampire. Yeah, you you are back in You're the back opening there. scene where he's in the, the set with Dennis Franz yelling at him, and he's in that uh, coffin. Only this time he's dressed as Jake Scully. And he freaks out. Dennis Franz gets him out. And he's like, well, you know what? Go home. Take it out. And, and Scully's like, nope. You know what? Nope. I know you're going to fire me. I'm going to do it. And he jumps back. And he's like, let's do this thing. And Dennis Franz is like, okay, Jake. This time you better not screw up. And I think the guy like uh, uh, Sam slash Alexander is like, I'll give you a second chance, Jake. This is your second take. All you have to do is act, which is the callback to the fucking acting class. Yeah, the acting class. <laughs> and so when Jake comes out of his little fantasy, he does act. He is able to, you know. He's able to feel well, once again, personalized. Like How can you not act? How can you yeah, not feel? act out yelling for help? I mean, I get it if uh, I get it if you're like really in fear and you've got some sort of tra- trauma that keeps you from whatever. It's like if you're pretending, how do you not like just pretend you're not really in fear? I guess if you're going for method, I suppose you gotta like <laughs> sit there and fucking like think of your deepest fear and like yeah. bring it to reality. But that's bullshit to me. Yeah, I don't know. Revisiting, I don't have this trauma. I don't know. I can't. I'm only. I'm hoping that the writer writers like did some research. But how could a trauma? Because I mean, you could be <clears throat> traumatized, but still like I don't know I mean not necessarily yeah, I'm not re- saying re- I'm not you're reliving it in like the current but you don't have to tense. though that's only because you're thinking about it you could yeah. be if that's what acting should just be pretending you're not there you're not like that's why I, I just I don't know I, for some reason I just I just don't buy a psychological hindrance I, I buy it at the end of the movie right mm-hmm. he's in the thing he's got claustrophobia he can't call out when he has claustrophobia mm-hmm. I get that but as an actor how can you not just call out when you're acting? <laughs> just I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but I like. I do like the fact that like the movie has the balls to. Oh, well, not the balls, but the that it's balls. it's awesome that like the first shot of the movie of him in the coffin is how we end the movie. He's in the grave. Like that is the ending. Like it was the, that he froze in the in the make believe grave in the beginning. And in the ma- in the real grave at the end, that's where he's. I mean, that's like cool synergy as far as yeah, you know yeah. how this comes together. But he's able to uh, subdue the or you know whatever the the dog. There is uh, for some reason it's like this guy would have been dead if for some reason Sam didn't bring his damn dog with him. Was he going to yeah. kill the dog too? Like dogs got evidence on him. I think so. Oh, <laughs> well, it's his dog. That's why. It All didn't right. Work. Well, do they ever explain why? Uh, Sam was going to kill Gloria in the first place. Why or why he did? I think it's just taking that. Well, when, when why husbands want to kill? Yeah, women? because just he's because uh, she's she's, she's wealthy. They don't. Instead of getting a divorce, he's going to kill yeah, her. They really his don't money. explain. Oh, it's her money. When when Scully and Sam are in the bar at the beginning, he says, "You married?" And he's like, and Sam waits a little bit, and he's like. Separated. Separated. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. He does. Uh. Like, he's like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. If you watch how he plays uh-huh. it, he totally plays it like he is a motherfucker who knows exactly what he's doing. We watch it yeah. again, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Huh? Second viewing. This is <laughs> golden. Yeah. Because yeah. you know who that guy is and what he's so, up to. Yeah. So the dog jumps out of the damn car and uh, I guess, I see, I didn't think he was going to attack Jay. It just seemed like he's going for... For his master, well, uh, like the master Sam. says, "Sam goes kill," 
and you know, so the dog's supposed to attack Jake, but Jake lets go of the uh, the the shovel that they're both holding, and somehow but Jake is still in the same place. If the dog was going after Jake, Jake doesn't move. That's why it doesn't make any sense. It's like the dog just goes after the fucking master. Well, is the was, dog? He was pulling himself out of the grave, and he was holding yeah. on to it, so the dog would attack him. But then, since he let go. Like, somehow the dog overshot the grave and, like, knocked <laughs> Sam into the spillway yeah, and spillway. presumably to his death. And then uh, he's going to, like, help Holly. She's alive. And uh, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm saving you. And she's like, from who? From who? Is there somebody else here that I don't yeah, see? Yeah, that was kind of interesting. It's funny. And once again, because well, I almost thought they could have went on with that. Or, mm-hmm. like, they could have arrested Sam at the end of this movie. I would have been happy. Jake. Or, or Jake. Just because, yeah, she's like, from fucking who? Some guy that's here burying me? I only see you, dude. <laughs> Shovel, hole, me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and But instead, it just cuts to fade, fades out. Jake being the fucking vampire again, which we already know he was fired from at the beginning. He was fired from being that vampire because he was claustrophobic. Yeah, but they, there was a line that, I, like, did, did, he's like, no I'm line. glad I fired that other asshole. You were born to play this part. Did they? Yeah, that was Dennis nah. Franz was saying that. Once again, I well, think you that's were too busy fantasy. looking at the boobs. That's which, his fantasy. Once face again, it. I think that's his fantasy. I don't know because he's had a few fantasy moments in this. Like I don't know what because that guy, that director, didn't fucking like him. Plus, he yelled at the director. He would not get his job back. It was just—I mean, that but was only, that was only to show the audience what a body double is. It's yeah, all it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's in a shower scene as the as the uh, vampire. They show how you got to like mark where the hand is, then switch on the out woman's the actress, boob. then switch the actress, and then it the shows like where how the camera friendly. the camera would only be from like the neckline down, and then when it comes up, you cut back to the real actress. It pulls back the door yeah. on movie magic. Movie it's magic. awesome. I love movies that do that. <laughs> it's kind of like at the end of Black Sabbath. Yeah. All of a sudden, you find out Boris Karloff is not riding the horse. Yeah, yeah, it's just on a little. Yeah. So once again, it's like, eh, I don't think it was a strong way to end the movie. What are you Had talking about? There was, in it. Bo- there was close-ups. But of I need, boobs. A, I don't know, story should outweigh boobs. And it's like to me, this movie is a little too confusing for itself. Like I know it wants to be confusing. It wants to, and it does a goddamn good job. Which I'm nobody. I don't so know if that's a great that I've job. showed it to has guessed the ending of the movie, which either means it's too complicated. It's working, or you know, because. I remember, like well, I said, too my convoluted. It just depends on too much quinky dink. Well, and having seen the trailer before seeing the movie, they make in the trailer they make it out to be like it's the woman that is doing this. You know, like oh yeah, she's yeah. It's all about misdirection. Yeah, I mean that is the it's... cornerstone of the thriller. You know, yeah, you are misdirecting people so but they don't mis- see you coming. And in this one, it mis- I think it is. You know, when I go back and watch it, I think it is all there. But you're just not looking in the right places. And it's it's awesome that the first, the title card of this movie, it says body double over a shot of the desert. And then it turns, then the desert rolls away and it, look, and then it turns out you're on a Hollywood backlight. It's the, the thesis of the movie is in the title fucking shot. It's right. like, it's, don't trust anything that you see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the only thing I don't like about it. It's like, yeah. I just, cause I just don't think if, even if you're doing a, uh, even if you're doing misdirection, doing misdirection, but in fantasy sequences, that's when you're getting like, dude, I got to know where some reality is in this or the whole thing's bullshit to me. Because it's like, you'll never guess yeah. it because you're just constantly like, is well, that him? Is that's, that him? What? What's going on? Is this real? 
That's where was the first half real. Yeah, <laughs> that's where to me you get into like this David Lynchian type, you know, uh-huh. storytelling where like you're like, okay, well, I don't know. What if, does it say to you? Like, I almost need like a disclaimer at the beginning of the film, like this is all taking place in reality, <laughs> you know, because like when they like when but they're then you kissing, might come to the solution faster. You might, yeah. That's <laughs> I like that because they didn't say Jake was psychotic. He's a little pervy. That's it. Yeah. He's not. But they make him like, oh, I'm fantasizing about fucking this girl. And oh, like they put him through too many hallucinations. So it's like, what the fuck? Is this guy schizo too? <laughs> well, to be I mean, f- how many, how many hallucinations does he go through? There's how many just, hallucinations do you go through? But there's just, <laughs> there's all, just, the, the, there's only the one. No, there's the one where he's, uh, where he, end, no, when he's fucking Holly body, he oh, imagines he's yeah, fucking Gloria again. Yeah. And that's when you're like, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are we? That's because yeah. it's like all of a sudden he's like, "I'm gonna be a porno actor. I'm fucking her." And yeah, but on, on second viewing, you're just like, "Oh, well, that's because yeah." On second viewing, like, I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah. that's why now I've seen it like so many times. That, like, I'm like, "This is real. This is real." This, you know, well, I think the first I can see how. Well, no, I remember. Yeah. I remember my first viewing, but it was still like an experience where, like, you know, it was intriguing. It was thrilling. It was, you know, everything I think that they intended it to be. I think the only thing now, in hindsight, looking back at it, like I can forgive it. The fact that, like, you know, he shows up with the slicked hair, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? And then you just, you, <laughs> as you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, he's pretending to be this and then you know it does i think i think for his character it logically checks out what he's doing but i think the thing that i missed and i think that maybe the movie stumbles on is establishing in that moment where he's watching the porno video of holly body dancing that this is he's he's looking at her and he's like what the that is the girl he's aware at that moment that he's been had he is aware right then of what has happened yeah because if if he was if if that was communicated well enough, I think that the audience would have have solved it. They would know what's going on. But it's actually like you know 40, you gotta wait like thirty minutes, minutes later or, or whatever so, yeah, that they minutes. do the like this is what's happening and they actually explain yeah. it with the help of flashbacks. And so I'm like, huh? So <laughs> you know, I mean, but that's like uh, when I first saw that, that was the shock moment. We're like, oh, that's what. Oh shit! Like you know, why did we have to watch all that other stuff? Why did he have to star in a porno movie to get this information? <laughs> that's well, because that he had to find out if that, that doesn't was make her. any fucking sense. He would just have what yeah, makes what makes her so unapproachable unless I star in, if I fuck her in a movie. That makes no sense. She's just a girl. You can like, yeah. hey, where does she live, or how can I get in contact? But it doesn't make any but it's sense. It's a that movie, I, and it's more fun to but actually that's not, go to the. But that's porno not set. to me. It's not realistic. You wouldn't like once again as an actor. You wouldn't fuck up your career by star, starring in a porno movie just to talk to a girl. That's all he had to do was talk to her. Yeah, but we're but, saying what you what you would do, or what I would do, or what he would do is you know. But maybe but, but, but what he did was yeah. absolutely insane. You well, just wouldn't do well, that. Yeah, but he's already bent. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I think, but he's not bent. That's what he's only no, pervy. How does pervy mean I'm bent to I'm willing to destroy my life just to talk to a girl? I Doesn't think make any sense. Well, I think he fell down this rabbit hole because as soon as you know, I mean, the telescope was the the slippery slope, and then after that, it was the panties, and then it was the watching porno and getting drunk, and then it was, hey, I'm an actor. I got nothing going for me in the mainstream. I can yeah. star in a porno. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if he fucks some hookers in this movie, I'd be like, oh, okay, he's turning pervy. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I don't know. That To me, it was just too much of a stretch. Like you said, it was a waste of a half an hour when it's like all we're trying to do is get to the idea that you were dancing in the window. 
We didn't need this whole. That was pointless. Oh, uh, but see, it I think. Pointless. But I think that was if, as I mean, a viewer, as a spectator to the movie, that was. <laughs> but when you're trying to me, when you're trying to figure out a mystery and you have a half an hour that's worthless, that's all you're doing is fucking with shit. Well, I don't you're mis- you're misdirecting. But I think you know it's also bullshit. the the Frankie goes to Hollywood sequence, which is like this. It's supposed to be a porno movie, but no porno movie in history, not even Caligula, looks like this, where it's like, you know, it's him coming into a multi-level, you know, uh, area, and there's people dressed up like other, you know, like, what's the woman from uh, Sunset Boulevard is going down the staircase. There's just all these characters everywhere, and he's this nerd being led through it while Frankie Glosa Hollywood is being sung. Uh, yeah. You know, lip synced, you know, right there. It's I a, think this is where the song is from. It's or definitely a Jackrabbit Slims type situation. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. not like a real porno movie. It is like some kind of crazy fever dream, you know, idealized. Right. <laughs> I, what a idea. But in what the a movie, porno it's movie a real porno movie. movie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you gotta yeah, think, yeah, I know the from the outside, we can feel like all I can do is think about the story, what the character's doing. I think that's bullshit. Mm. It's bullshit. It's insane. It's bullshit. The only part that's real is seeing the camera crew and the reflection of the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because, and like, just at the end. I mean, De Palma with Scarface, like, there's that club that's all mirrors and you never see a camera yeah. Yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, he was the master of that. Yeah. And other things, obviously, but yeah. I mean, if he, if he was going to pretend to be a producer, he could have done that without starring in the movie and fucking her in the movie. True. He could have just, hey, I'm a producer. True. Come and talk to me. Yeah. Hey, I got Pointless. A, yeah. Pointless. I'm sorry. <laughs> pointless part of the fucking movie. I don't like pointless parts of movies. But so, that music video, was that, did that make that song popular? Yeah. Or yeah. Was, okay. that was, this is the movie that the song is from. Okay. That's, yeah. And is the music video the same? Parts of it. Oh. But yeah, it, I think that is the lead singer, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Don't yeah. hold me to this. I mean, <laughs> you got to do your own research on that one, unfortunately, but I believe that that is. Listeners call calling out on that <laughs> if he's wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that it's pointless because I guess it's, you know, to me, I'm watching this guy just go further and further. It's it's obsession. But I think you're adding. I don't think the movie shows that. I think you're thinking about it, so it puts that into it. The movie doesn't show that. But isn't that what is intended? That's why they have all those scenes there. It's like they're trying to show you his his single-minded obsession. Because like, he goes into the porno uh, audition, and they give him like the lines to read, and then they're like, okay, take off all your clothes, and we're going to take some pictures. And he's like, uh, okay. And, and there's then, another scene uh, where he's talking with Holly Body, and she gives him the, uh, you know... She's like, oh, here's the things I don't do. I don't do animal acts. I don't do water sports. And he, like the look at his face is like, what in the holy fuck are you? And like, okay, you know, we don't have to do it. I don't know. I'm going with pointless. Right. Want to do uh-huh. a six minute wrap up? <laughs> six minute wrap up. Six minute wrap up. Holy shit! We got a special guest. Who's this? That's me, Tom. Holy cow! Tom just like magically appeared here at the Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's time for wrap ups on Body Double. <laughs> so I guess we start with Brent. Yeah, Tom. Uh, I mentioned earlier I thought I was going to be watching Space Jam tonight, but nope. This is a Body Double. So I was confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I, I had more important things. Dang! Jesus Christ! Okay. This <laughs> this movie is a, uh, a confusing movie <laughs> until you get to the end. Like, there's... So, body double, right? So, right off the bat, you're like... If you've seen the trailer, you're like, there's some shit going down. 
there are obviously some person, somebody is going to be trading places with somebody else at some point. Like that's what you go into it with, right? And then uh, you start. I, I want to say the first forty-five minutes is you feel like you're you're follow. Okay, so obviously we know we're following around uh, uh, Scully. Scully, and it, it feels like you're missing the movie because, like, this guy's outside of the story, right? I mean, things are going on. These two characters are interacting: the Indian and Gloria. And Scully's like trying to piece it together, but so are you, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, I feel like, man, like I would like to know like what's going on. Like at the point on the beach when uh, Gloria gets her purse stolen, like I like, I think that there was a lot more to this, you know, leading up to this that I don't know about. Which uh, of course, eventually you do find out about, and it's awesome <laughs> if you watch the movie all the way through and you don't stop it with half an hour left, like I did. Um, but then, like these guys filled me in, and it, it, yeah, it all it all makes sense. Um, I think it's it's clearly a Brian De Palma film. I mean, he can make suspense out of you know anything really. Um, I love watching the scene and I'm going to go back and watch it again now, knowing how the end plays out. But I just absolutely love that scene at the outdoor mall where, you know, <laughs> if there is a problem with the scene, it's that like Scully is following too closely for Gloria not to notice. But I mean, <laughs> like, on the escalator, like he is like the step down from her, like breathing on her, you know, and he's always like checking his watch, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. just happen to be shopping at the same lingerie stores, ma'am. Right. I'm not following you. <laughs> she had a lot in her mind. On the phone. Oh, yeah, she did. On the phone, he's like. Panties. I got to rush. <laughs> <laughs> he just picks up a payphone next to her. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't say a word. And then, like, when she's, looking- when she's done, he's like, okay, bye. Click. Which there's a great YouTube clip of a guy that stands next to people on their cell phones in public. <laughs> and, like, is seen that. the other side of their conversation answering their questions. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, all of that, like, you're intrigued, right? I mean, they're leading you down this, this, uh, mystery rabbit hole and you don't, and uh, what a good mystery movie does is you don't know why, but you are intrigued. So right there, I think that you have to give this movie props because it does that. Like I'm watching it going, I have no fucking idea what's going on right now, but I want to keep watching it. You know, and I, like I'm totally confused, but I'm sure it'll all be, figured out by the end and it is you know and i think upon a second viewing this movie's that much better which has always been a good thing i mean you go back and you watch all your surprise movies the second time around they're it's not that they're better but you have hindsight so when you're watching it you have this you know this knowledge that a first time viewer doesn't have and uh, you know, I mean, uh, when it's out in theaters, maybe you go see it twice, and they make that much more money. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's good all around. It's it's a good idea for a film. It's that's why mysteries work so well. Um, and that's, I mean, Brian De Palma is one of the best writer directors that does that with a lot of films. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of issues I have with the film. If anything, I would say. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, the actor, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know him from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and that's it. Like, I haven't seen Ghost Story. Uh, I've now seen Body Double, but I always saw him as kind of like, oh, he's trying. You know, I mean, he's he's almost there. I guess he's he's not like so bad that like it, it stands out and he's not he's not it's not that he's bad he's just like i think this film uh brings a standard higher than what he is you know higher than his pay level i don't know i if if anything and i'm saying that's you know that's a very minuscule critis criticism that i'm i'm giving it because i think that yeah overall body double it, it sends you down these different paths and you try and figure it out and you can't figure it out. And in the end when you're like, Oh, but so he was the Indian and that guy, you know, he's the same guy. And then, so there, there's really two body doubles going on. There's the Indian and Sam, right. Which is actually Alex, uh, Alexander. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you have, uh, you have Gloria and you have uh, Mel- Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Holly, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> so <laughs> the film does what the title says it's going to do. It takes people and switches around and makes them body doubles. And yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 fun. I, I don't know how I missed it. Like, I haven't. This was the first time I saw the film, but it's like, yeah, it's great. And then you also have this perved out guy you know <laughs> the whole time looking through a telescope i mean uh yeah i <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i like that <laughs> he's stealing panties you know boobs i would give it something you relate to you relatability <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would recommend body double. I do look at boobs. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. I enjoy. Boobs. I stare at them sometimes. And like I said, anybody <laughs> this movie invites it. Sometimes they stare. Invites your staring. Any any film, you know, or in in reality, any guy that has a telescope that's pointed at a naked chick dancing around, you're gonna be looking. Yeah. You're gonna be checking that shit out nightly. Yeah, I remember. I'll, I'll tell those. I got a story <laughs> that I can tell after the podcast. Oh, can you tell it on the podcast? Oh, no. Um, you recommend the movie? I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, I wasn't here for this viewing of the podcast. I saw this a week ago um, with Colin. It was a replacement for a, a Hitchcock movie. Um. <clears throat> And uh, I, uh, I actually found it like quite enjoyable. I mean, I was uh, when I was watching it for some odd reason, I was I was I was riffing on it pretty hard. Um, it was, uh, um, it, it, it's a, it's a to me, it was a shining example of like a bad bad movie. But yet, really interesting. Because I was like constantly making fun of it. Because there's not a lot of dialogue. So, uh, like, I was constantly. I mean, it was just me and Colin watching it. So I was just constantly riffing. Colin can attest to this, right? And, uh. Um, there was a lot to do with, like, uh, mesh shirts. Mesh shirts. I was, I was a fixated 
by the Indian and his love of mesh shirts. See, that. some people got boobs. I completely some missed got that. And, <laughs> Indians with mesh shirts. And, uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, so, Actually, I was gonna look. Uh, you, you Hello, Indian. The eighties called, and they want their mesh shirt. Man. Well, did you notice one of the guys in the elevator had like a mesh sweater? You could see through his fucking sweater. <laughs> the eighties. I don't know how. Goddamn so- straight, it was the fucking eighties. I, I, I can't I like, apologize. I've never for seen it. a mesh sweater. I'm <laughs> just saying that. I've seen total, lots of mesh shirts in movies. I've never seen a mesh sweater. Yeah. So Danny Trejo in a mesh shirt. Yeah. It was like, it was <laughs> better than porno. It was, um, and I, I think I, you know, I, I made, I made fun of a lot of the fact that like the, the, the main actor, he, he's kind of, he's kind of a bad actor, but he's like, he's super creeper. Like, I mean, he is creeper to like the 10th degree. I mean, the, you know, he, he's super pervy creeper. The, the whole scene in the mall is just like ridiculous in its just <laughs> obscurity, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's so ridiculous. It's funny because he, he's, he's following so close. She doesn't notice. I mean, he's like literally standing there in front of the lingerie. Hawk is like, ah. It's like. It's so, it's so ridiculous that you think that uh, Gloria has to be in on it. Like she has to know that he's following her because she doesn't notice. I was starting to think that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's that just ridiculous, and so uh, I uh, was constantly riffing on that. And that is, uh, you know, his his little his little claustrophobic fears, freak out. Um, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just opens his mouth as like the Bat Boy. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it to looks do. like when he goes into claustrophobic. It's hard to do on a podcast because it's just this. Yeah. <laughs> Open your mouth as wide as you can. Widen your eyes. You're having so, a claustrophobic. Thing. I mean, all those stuff like combined make it just a hilarious movie to watch. Hilarious. Man, I don't know yeah. if that's a recommendation yeah. or not. I, um, I usually don't find. Serious movies that are funny to be good. Yeah, but, like, like, the mystery there is actually good enough that, like, I was like, oh, you know, this is actually, like, an engaging movie. I'm making fun of it. I'm enjoying just me making fun of it. Plus, it's also engaging with the mystery. Right. And there's Melanie Griffith's boobs. Yeah. And, uh... Ace. (laughs) Serious. This is back in the Don Johnson Miami yeah. Vice days. I wish it was the Milk Money days. So, she had a little bit more meat on her. So, uh, oh, she does. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it, and it's very. Uh, I mean, like we, Kyle and I were watching it as like an example of like you know like uh, Hitchcock Hitchcock stuff, and like so you saw a lot of elements of like Vertigo in there. And uh, we just like we were watching, like pulling all the the Hitchcock stuff that we possibly could from it, and like man, he. Uh... <laughs> you said this felt more like a Hitchcock movie than what than than Dress to Kill or something because we've been watching yeah. all the Hitchcock yeah. movies, and, and, and like I think like a week before we had actually watched Dress to Kill, and I think I mean this movie feels more like a Hitchcock movie than Dress to Kill, and I think it's actually a better movie. Than dress to kill. I mean, this one's like, like shots are like almost like exactly Hitchcock shots. Like you expect Brian De Palma to show up, you know? It's like 
naked. Because Hitchcock did all those well, does he cameos in the Isn't reflection it? of the mirror. I don't. Oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, he may have. Yeah. I mean. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it. It's it's a good mystery. It's kind of absurd and, and definitely it has some flaws. Like the 80s. It's absurd and it has hey, some flaws. Hey. Yeah. But it's a good mystery. It's got some 80s stank and... Oh, no. I led, I led you into that, Tom. It's got some 80s stank, but it's got a good mystery and it. it's worth checking out. I mean, if you, if you like the, the Hitchcock movies and then mysteries and stuff like that. It's one. It's one to watch, for sure. One to watch. See, I would say, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is one to watch in my taste. Just because it's like, I mean, the idea of this is like, imagine if Rear Window was set up for Jimmy Stewart to see it. That's all this movie is. Is like, I'm just taking a Hitchcock movie and I'm well, rethinking it. But it's a blending of Rear Window and Vertigo. Though. Yeah, but Vertigo uh, the because that all was set up for him. To, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but the main was, the main yeah. idea of the body doll is just the idea that hey, you know, what if Jim what Jimmy Stewart was seeing in Rear Window was set up for him to see. Thus, body double, you know. And but I think I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because we've seen this so many times. We've seen what was that? What was that latest one with Shia LaBeouf from a few oh, years ago? Disturbia. Disturbia. Yeah, you know. I mean, this is just one of those things. You get fucking binoculars. You get a telescope. You witness something. Blah 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 blah. It ensues. Uh, I mean, I. There's some things I like about this movie, but yeah, I think ultimately, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't like the actor. I think he's just kind of like a D-list Jeff Bridges. There's just something about the guy that's really plain. He does like Jeff I, I was saying, I was saying that like, yeah, if it's between him and Jeff Bridges, they give it to Jeff Bridges, and that's how this guy got out of acting. <laughs> but they always put him in. Like, swear to God, every movie he's in, he wears that like tan khaki like sports J. I swear to God, he always wears the most boring clothes in all those movies. He's got like zero style. But it was the '80s. Not that I was a. Nah, nah, that's like '70s nerd styles. What this guy's wearing. <laughs> it's not even. Well, it is '84. I guess you're on yeah. the cusp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they haven't got Thriller yet, or no? It might be right around the time of Thriller '84. I think Thriller was '84, wasn't it? '83, '84, somewhere right. Something like that. Right there. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean, all the nudity in this was a plus. Uh, I. I, 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 it's like I can see what you're saying about how his increased perversions, but just like uh, you were saying about how Colin was saying about how when the guy watches uh, Holly Body do the dance, it doesn't really stress it to the audience that he's recognizing the same dance or the same body. I think of the same thing with his perversions. I don't think they show enough. It's like, you're just like, why the fuck is he taking the panties out of the garbage? They really like, like, cause like, yeah, that's it's, you're like, yeah, he's just a weirdo. Like the whole movie, I think I was just constantly making all like, he is just a creepy fucking weirdo. And it's like movies like Eyes Wide Shut, you see Tom Cruise's character get the idea of perversion and you see it escalate where this is just kind of like, he just makes one big leap after another. It's just like, it's not like a slow escalation. He's just like, I'm going to stare at her. I'm going to follow her everywhere. I'm going to steal her panties out of the garbage. I'm going to make a porno just to meet this girl. It's just like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Like, I do not see how this is like relating to anything at all. I mean, so many times in this movie, I was like, is this a fantasy? Is this make believe? Is this in this guy's head? Is this maybe it's just because body double? You're expecting, you're, I mean, you're kind of expecting the body double to be him in a way. I guess you're not necessarily expecting the girl to be the body double. You know, the girl you saw killed. 
like I said, for some reason, the fact that they didn't show the man that his girlfriend was fucking at the beginning just made me believe, like, does this guy look exactly like him? And that's why she just kind of gives him this weird stare. <laughs> but, I mean, that's beside the point. But there's just so many parts in this movie where it's just like, I don't know if this is fantasy or not. There's things that don't relate. Like, the guy gets fired, yells at the director. He's also working for him at the very ass end of the movie. And that Holly Body's, like, okay with him. Like, and they're, they're, like, watching him film. It's just like, I do not get this. I do not get what, so what now Holly Body, like, visits him on the set. Is he dating they're Holly dating Body? Or, yeah, he's they're dating or something. Which is weird. That's what like, I got out of that who would want to date a porn you know <laughs> like what we live through this tragedy yeah they drawn together by <laughs> but, but that's <laughs> our that's our like fucking mass imagination building a story around something we don't understand so it's like we can't count that as like a genius part of this film or nothing we can't even count it because it's like well we came up with the story is it there read the novelization she's, find out she's at the place that's the evidence but we of- don't know because like i said that whole idea is just the whole idea of that end sequence is just to show what a body double actually does on a set it really has nothing to do with the story of the movie we really can't take that last scene as part of the movie at all. It's really just an end credit sequence to show what a body double does in a real life movie. Because, like I said, the guy, you don't just get a fucking job. Like, he yelled at the director. I mean, he got fired. He yelled at the director. He's like, get the fuck out of here. You'll never fucking work here. But then at the end of the movie, he's just working for him again as in the same role. Like, you'd think he would have finished shooting that movie. <laughs> but, once again, it's one of those things where, I mean, I, it could be part of the movie, but... It, does, it just doesn't seem like it. It's just because, I mean, there's no expo- exposition on what happened. It's just like, this is what a body double is in the end of the movie. Credits roll. So, uh, I mean, I guess I would recommend it just because, I mean, so many people haven't seen Rear Window, you know, and, you know, yeah, you might be used to the idea of witnessing a murder or something like that. But, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't used to it. And I would say, yeah, it's a fun. It would like I would have really loved it if it didn't take the flights of fancy because the flights of fancy is really like, Jesus, I don't know. It's like, is this a trip? Is it in his head? It, it makes you overthink. You're trying to figure it out. And he purposely makes you overthink it. And well, it's just like those weird flights. Fancy also come from like. From uh, Vertigo, in which, like, you know, the that girl, you know, the girl dies and yeah. finds the... Oh, yeah, it's totally... Because that is a body double. In some ways, Vertigo is a movie about a body double. Yeah. Only he's, like I was saying, he's trying to make the girl who played the girl that didn't exist into the girl that didn't exist so he can... Love he, her. Yeah, he, he becomes has a more fixation and more. He on, becomes like Jimmy Stewart becomes more and more deranged. Oh, yeah, it is like that weird. Yeah. That's why you were saying I'll it's like you. it's Rear Window, <laughs> but it's also it's like Rear Window blended with Vertigo because right. the guy's got the instead of Vertigo, you know, uh, claustrophobia yeah. and all that. So yeah. So. so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would recommend it just because. I mean, the, I mean, the mystery was good. I think the ending was good. I think it just does. It just does lack with with actors. I don't think. I mean, I don't think all the actors in it are great. Just uh, Melanie Griffith's boobs. But even she like sucked as an actress no, wait, in this. Her boobs. Whether, but whether her boobs are there. Uh, but I'm just saying. Actress. But I'm just saying whether or not you know whether she was trying to be ditzy or whatever. I don't. know. I just didn't buy her lines. I just didn't buy anything she said in this movie. I really didn't buy, especially when she's like when there's the car accident. It's just, just like, hey, stop! Hey, there's a car accident. I don't know. It just didn't seem like what the fuck. Like I don't know. She like phoned in this because uh, yeah, all she had to do was show her boobs, get a paycheck. So I think she phoned in the. Uh, was this her first movie? No, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. Well, we know what got her into the movies. I'll tell you that. 
Well, it's just her image has changed so much because she was like the racy bad girl back when she started, and now and then became like you know. Yeah, but when I think of Melanie Griffith, I instantly think of Meg Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like you don't money. think of like, but I mean, I remember at the time when she appeared on Miami Vice. And then shortly thereafter was dating Don Johnson. There was like a, she was a dangerous kind of girl because she was, you know, I don't know. She was like the sex pod or something, you know, she was kind of like the. Which is the name of our next movie, Sex Pod. uh, (laughs) Have you seen her lately? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, she's not aged well. (laughs) Not well. But yeah, I don't know. Early. That dude in De Palma, though, like, you know, I think the only reason he cast Melanie Griffith is because of his. Love with Hitchcock. Her mother. Oh, yeah. Her mother uh, is Tippi Hedren, who was in both The Birds and uh, Marnie. Oh, really? Bam. Wow. Bam. I, I can't believe Tom brought that. No, I know. I, <laughs> Thank you for bringing Jesus Christ, Colin. <laughs> dropping the ball. Completely. Dropping the ball on movie history. Man, <laughs> we talked about the plot for an hour and a half, and that did not come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I would recommend, even though I personally didn't necessarily love the film. I mean, I had an okay time watching it. I didn't necessarily love it. Uh, but I would recommend it just you would, because you, you would have had a better time had I been. I made a lot of jokes myself, <laughs> sir. I don't need people making jokes for me. I got a dozen of them. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my. I recommend it, kind of. All right, well, awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know. In uh, some ways, I feel like I got to do a little bit of a rebuttal, just because you know I did think that the uh, I thought that Craig Wasson. You know, was I think he's a he's a fine, capable actor. I think he is totally cast correctly for this movie. You know what he looks like, the way he acts. Uh, you know <gasps> what? <sighs> yeah, but that you gives bastard. you that kind of. I think it is like yeah. You know, I think we were talking about earlier. It, it lulls you into thinking that this is like, oh, he's a decent, nice guy, but he's got like this perverted bent to him that like. At that point, you you go like, "What in the f- holy fuck is this guy doing?" Or I you just, know, if you're uh, of that persuasion, you identify Jeff with it. Bridges <clears throat> in that role and got the exact same thing. Well, Bam. I, I don't understand. I guess why when he's alone in that in that house, looking through the telescope, and he's verbalizing his emotions, he doesn't do that any at any other point in the film. I mean, like, but all he really does is like, "Oh, you bastard!" Yeah. <gasps> oh. You know, I mean, but well, I mean, I guess he's he's doing what you, the audience, is supposed to be doing. Because, but again, I, I can get that movie... from a facial expression. You know, like if they would show him, See, and he's but some of that I actually liked when she gets slapped and he's looking at her through, and he makes the, <gasps> you know, it's like that's the audience's reaction. You know, yeah, he's just doing it because you are so identified with his character at that point, and he is identified with you. The thing I guess that makes this movie, you know, somewhat interesting is. Uh, you know, talking again about Hitchcock, De Palma, and Argento, and this kind of idea of the staring eye of the camera or the staring eye of the characters. It's like everybody's always looking. It's all about people looking at other people. What are they looking at? Why are they looking at them? You know, and what, you know, is who's looking at them that they don't know? That, you know, that is always seems to be a part and parcel of those kind of thrillers, <clears throat> which makes that kind of interesting to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think Melanie Griffith's uh, performance, I mean, I, you know, I've seen it a, a number of times. I think she's very, you know, she's, she is Holly body. I mean, she's d- acting the way you would expect a normal person to react 
to this, like, you know, what? You're crazy. You're sick. And I like, don't know, though, because she was high. Like, she should be questioning, why was I hired to dance in this in front of this window for just two nights? So, I mean, I don't know. Right. Lady was murdered there the next night. I mean, that, I think she, she just should, doesn't want to get I'm involved. Sure, yeah, She's I'm like, sure. I, this has nothing to do with me. And, like, <laughs> I don't ask questions. And, like, I got other shit going on. And fuck this. Um, I'm out of here. Um, yeah. Uh, I like the idea that the movie is uh, convoluted, and it's one of those movies. I think maybe this is why it like floats to the top of my uh, recollection of like mystery films is because I didn't outguess the thing before they told me what was going on, and I think that's deliberate in a way that it seems like. And watching it again, you're sitting there going like, I should have fucking figured this out before they told it to me. Like it takes them sitting down and going like, look. Here's what actually happened in the movie when you're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then the the thing that I like about that, too, is like they tell you what's going on. And then after that, there's a second reveal that the guy is the Indian is the guy is like a second whammy moment. So they get you twice. I mean, uh, but I, in the thing. And I think the reason why that is, is because, I mean, 84, this is like one of the first times you can make like an actor look like somebody else than do the whole pull off the mask. And it's like, oh my God, movie special effects hit the know, character. I don't, I don't think we talked about that either. Did we? Uh, I know we talked uh, yeah, amongst we, ourselves. We, we just caught, we talked quickly about just how when he was at the gravesite, the guy's like, ah, my big, you've well, no, ruined but, my big reveal. But that the, the, the De Palma had such, uh, and I should have looked up who the fucking makeup effects guy was but that he had such confidence in in the 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 plastic ma- the, the latex mask that he shoots it in fucking close-up yeah you know because yeah. i mean if you if you know anything about movies at all you're going through like the credits list and you're like craig watson melanie griffith greg henry blah 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 it's like who's not listed there right yeah <laughs> you know and like, how come dude? Melanie Griffith doesn't show up until an hour into the movie? Well, she's been in it. You just haven't, you didn't know it was her, but she was in the movie before you realized she was in the movie. And the actor who's not in the credits is actually one of the other characters in the movie. That's why. But I mean, that, right. that makeup is so convincing, you know, that like, I mean, I, again, I, w- I was kind of watching it here with Travis and just listening to what he would say about it. I watched it with Tom listening to what, Tom would say about like, okay, because to me now that's an obvious fucking latex mask. I've seen it you, once. You're, you've seen it once. I almost like, think if they didn't tan it up, you they would have gotten away with it a little bit more. But the I fact mean, that it was so tan was was what well, really gave it away. That's like so that's you were fucking thinking, makeup. Effects. Yeah, but you were thinking that it was either the main it, character. I was kind it of was going to be character. some kind of reveal. Or I, think I was Tom thinking, thought it was an actual actor. Well, I thought, I thought he was like, I think, like a deformed. A Dick like, Tracy uh, villain? But a real guy? Yeah, because you're a Dick Tracy villain wearing a fucking mask. Is the but rocket. did you think it was a real person? And not a, I thought he was, a mask. I thought oh. it was, yeah, some kind of, I mean, not a real person, per se. It looked like a latex mask. It did. Okay, yeah. so it does look like a. Okay, it, so I guess that's But I think just because that unnatural yeah. tanning, yeah. it doesn't, well, they, doesn't look like a natural, like, like it, brown it, skin. It, lo- or, it looks kind of like a mask, but. But, Again, it kind of looks like almost like a Dick Tracy villain. But so it's like he's like enough hideously deformed, like he kind of looks like a Dick Tracy villain. So you don't know really who he is. It's Indian face. Yeah, it's like <laughs> crazy Indian face. But I guess why it's I think but why I think this is successful is because okay, now we're sitting here going like okay, it's an obvious mask. Is this successful? It's been, it's been re- well because all the masks. It's, it's <laughs> successful. The movie is successful because that it, the makeup works that it doesn't trigger in your mind. 
you don't solve the movie. You don't but, solve the mystery. But I don't going yeah. like that's a guy in a mask. Who yeah, but, could possibly be wearing a mask? Yeah, but who is our lead guy? Well, you have to think it's the fucking. It's either like Travis said. You either think it's the. It's you know uh, Scully the somehow. In Jake's mind or whatever. Right. Or you think it's the other main character who's not here. That last. You, but the fact that you're not making that leap means that the movie is working as a mystery and hiding that shit from you yeah. until the big reveal. But that's that's they, why I like this But they this convolute movie. it so much. It's not just because it was such a great story. They convolute well, it enough to fuck you up. That, that that's why, actually, all those I've never heard of this movie. I've been watching movies forever. That's why it's like, I don't think this was, was successful, or else you would hear more yeah, about I, this I, movie I, being I, a good no, no, mystery I, movie. No, when I say successful, I just mean, I'm the not mask. saying financially successful. I mean that the movie, the integrity of the movie wor- works while you're watching it. The yeah. fiction that they establish, yeah. you don't go like, who's that's a mask? Someone's in a mask. What character's in a mask? Let me think. Hmm, I wonder if the husband's fucking doing it. it that never occurs to you. Because as far as you know, there's not a husband. Well, you're right. supposed to know. You're supposed to think there's a husband just because she says. Because you see him with the hat and the glasses on. That's the husband. So I thought he looked more like a pimp. But he is yeah. on screen. The character who's not on screen that is created is, quote unquote, Alan, the guy who owns the circular, the the, the Space Needle house. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah, Alan, he's filthy with the stuff. That's the made up character who doesn't exist in this situation. That guy never did exist. He's a figment of this guy's imagination. <laughs> That's a great line, by the way. Filthy with the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Filthy with the stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess that, you know, all the kind of interlocking layers of this and how you pull the shit off and that it managed to surprise me. And it, I think, managed to surprise all of you guys by the yeah. time it got to its resolution. That's a not, again, financially successful, but narratively successful uh, mystery thriller. And for that reason, I would recommend uh, Body Double. I also, uh, if you like Body Double, if this is the uh, gateway drug, check out uh, Blowout, which is basically Brian De Palma's riff on a movie <clears throat> called Blow Up from the <laughs> 1970s. Not a Hitchcock movie, but it's another one of those, like, I saw something. What did I see? Now I have to, in this case, see in Blow Up, John Travolta records what he thinks is an assassination <laughs> Because he's an audio man for the movies, and he records something, and oh, yeah, really? yeah, hmm. and uh, uh, and dress to kill. Which well, I guess I, I'll say it. It's De Palma's riff on Psycho, <laughs> but it uh, you know it you know once you when you know that and you watch it, you're like holy shit! It like matches these beats, you know, down the road. But I mean, that's I like of of those. I like Body Double the best that's my favorite but i mean all of those are interesting films that you should probably check out i think he also did uh well you should uh, probably check out rear window and vertigo well yeah i mean you gotta go back to hitchcock <laughs> but but <laughs> but if we're talking de palma i mean he did a movie which i haven't seen called obsession which is apparently his like real steal of uh vertigo <laughs> where somebody tries to make somebody else over into another person in order to to fulfill some kind of psychological, you know, uh, uh, obsession on them. Um, yeah, uh, I would say definitely check it out. And next week, then, we are going to be watching Travis's pick. And what is Travis going to show us? The last unicorn. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> you got to sing the song. You can't just say the last unicorn. <laughs> There's a fucking song that goes with it. Sang by America. 
<laughs> so that's uh, a like a uh, band America. That's a Rankin and uh, Rankin and Rankin and Bass produced with uh, John Ritter with John Ritter, Christopher fucking Lee, Mia Farrow, uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, there you go. Ironic star-studded cast of fantasy cartoon enjoyment. The last unicorn. The last unicorn. So there you go. It's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Sorry we went so long. You can find all of our past episodes on (laughs) SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, of course. Rate us on iTunes if you can. It helps us out. Don't judge Uh, me. Tune in radio and Podbay FM. So thanks for tuning in. And until next week, keep the home fires burning and kick the tires like the fires. And that's all I got. Kick the tires like the fires. That's kind of nice. <laughs> Relax, don't do it when you want to get to it. <laughs> That's a lot of weird That's songs. That's always what that song meant, damn it.
Where you wanna go? 